strike. BYU baseball hits back to the diamond. There's a ball hit very deep. Left fielder looking up, going back at the wall. It's out of here. And the Batcats are swinging for the fences. Center fielder going back. He's not going to get there. It's time for BYU baseball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Play ball. Live coverage of BYU baseball is brought to you by Lube Duck, Reinhardt Oil, Chip Cookies, Sag Chevron, Foot Insurance, and Revere Health Orthopedics. Now, to get you ready for the first pitch, here's Brent Norton. Well, good afternoon, live from Larry Miller Field here in Provo, Utah. BYU baseball back on the air as the Cougars again take on the Broncos of Santa Clara. Cougars won a thrilling two for uh, two to one victory last night in the bottom of the ninth inning, a walk-off uh, win. Just what the Cougars needed. The Cougars improved to 15 and 13 now on the year, and Santa Clara 15 and 12. Both teams four and six in conference play. Uh, this is Brent Norton, joined today by Jeff Bills as we get ready for Game Two of this. Big West Coast Conference Series. And Jeff, uh, great to have you with us this year, first time out. Yeah, thanks, You've been Brent. doing a little traveling. I've been doing a little traveling, and uh, we meet for the first time. So <laughs> great to have you here. Oh, thanks. It's great to be back home. And that was a big win last night. Santa Clara pretty much threw everything they could at us trying to get the first win. And with a little help on an air late, uh, BYU's got the momentum. No doubt about it. Cougars take, uh, taking advantage of that air in the ninth. And, Cougars have been on the wrong side of several of those ball games this year, so it's nice to kind of get that thing turned around and get them on the winning, winning track. Hopefully, they can kind of turn that momentum and and ride that little wave. Uh, and uh, Coach Littlewood said in his pregame show that it really kind of brought the team together, and he's he's hoping for good things uh, now coming in. Yeah, and you know, it not only brings a team together, but when you win a first game of three like that, and it's an air on Santa Clara's part. It kind of defla- you know you, you kind of feel bad about that. You go into this game thinking, what's going to happen to us? Maybe we'll get snake bit again because that was a tough game. That was good pitching on Santa Clara's part. Good pitching on BYU's part too. But uh, Coach Filter th- was pretty much throwing everything he had and trying to do everything he could to get that win. Yeah, two best arms definitely for Santa Clara on the hill yesterday. And boy, the Cougars defensively unbelievable. Sneeman, Sneeman's play, the double play to Anderson and over to Sue. Uh, top uh, number four on the top ten list last night on ESPN. And <laughs> that was great. That, that was as good a defensive play turning two as you'll ever see. That was great. You're exactly right, Brent. And those pl- plays that Hill catching behind the plate, those two little squibber bunts out in front, man, he was cat-like jumping out, grabbing those, and firing blind to first base right on the money to get two critical outs. No doubt about it. Cougars with a big win uh, last night, hoping to continue it on with the forecast for rain tomorrow, they've decided to play two here today, the first one at two, and the second one tonight at six. So long long day of baseball here in Provo. Looking forward to it. Had a chance to sit down with Coach Mike Littlewood just a few minutes ago and uh, talk to him a little bit about uh, today's game. We're here with head coach uh, Mike Littlewood. And, uh, Coach, great win last night. Uh, uh, first game of the three-game set here with Santa Clara going against a couple of great arms. You kind of you eked it out there at the end. Uh, momentum, hopefully you uh, Cougars can build on that and um, and have the doubleheader here today. Yeah, no doubt. I was really proud of our guys last night for just grinding out nine innings. Um, it looked as in the as if in the fourth, fifth, sixth innings we were going to pretty much get no hit. <laughs> you know, it, it felt a lot like last year when we got perfect gamed at Loyola. Um, but the guys, you know, the the one thing we t- we always talk about is putting together good at bats, and most of our guys did. We had a lot of strikeouts, and you wouldn't consider that a good at bat, but. 
with his pitch count, um, you know, we were making him throw five, six, seven pitches per per batter. And that wore him down, and, and we got to their pen, although we, we saw their closer, uh, another really good guy out of the pen. Uh, we saw their two best guys, and we'll, we'll face another good guy today. But, but um, you know, I feel good. At just we needed that win. We needed, and we needed to really to win it that way, um, just to, to be close. I think that win really brought us together as a team more than, more than people know. And to be in that game, Coach, defensively, I thought that just shined last night. I mean, you, you had some unbelievable plays. Sneeman to Anderson to Sue, that double play was as good as I've seen. And uh, Hill behind the plate was, uh, was great. He was. Noah made four tremendous plays, two bunt plays, threw two guys out. The, and I watched the game, and the, those throws are right on the bag. Nate made a great play against Brote um, on the what would be considered the outfield, basically outfield grass at third base, right on the line, and made a great throw with a good runner. He's a pretty good runner. And so you have to make those t- kind of plays. I mean, I think the only the only mistake we made really was, was Keaton's ball that he that kind of just handcuffed him a little bit in left field. But... Um, I mean, obviously, Schnee and B's double play was an incredible play. Uh, Sports Center top top four you know, on the top ten, so that was kind of cool. It was cool. Um, uh, Brock and Sue continue to swing the bat. Brock, a couple of big hits, the game-tying hit, and then the uh, leading off the ninth to where he eventually scored, and then Sue uh, just continues to do it for you. No matter where you put him in the lineup, he just seems to be the same same hitter. He's, I think... Brian is putting together the best at-bats out of anybody on our team right now. Um, you don't see him swing at many bad pitches. In the third through sixth inning last night, uh, the sun was really glaring. Um, and We're actually going to make some changes on the outfield wall and get rid of the BYU, the, the, the Cougar baseball out there because the guys are saying it's really glary. Um, so you saw him take some bad swings, and that kind of told me that, that there were some uh, sight issues. But um, I think his at-bat, when he got the single, that in, in re-watching that game – that was really the only pitch that Steve Wilson made a mistake on up to that point. He left it belt high up over the middle, and Brian was ready to hit it. And it's kind of like, oh, we can hit. You know, we can get a hit this game. But those two at-bats back-to-back, uh, Brian's and Brock's, were huge for us just to tie the game and, and kind of reset things and let us try to finish those last three innings. Hayden Rogers, your lefty going today, has had two or three good outings in a row. I'm sure you're hoping for the same uh, here t- uh, this afternoon. Yeah, you know, really, Hayden, I'm, I'm a little bit anxious about Hayden. He's going to really have to spot it up against this team. Um, you know, the, they, they have kind of slider bat speed, and um, if, if he doesn't paint the corners, really, and, and throw that change up and, and his off speed, he's going to get hit around a little bit. But on the other hand, these guys can, they're outs if you, if you pitch them correctly. And so we'll see what that first two innings brings, and, and hopefully Hayden will settle in early. Usually the first inning's been a struggle for him the last three or four weeks. And he can give us five or six good ones. But, you know, for me, this is like all hands on deck for this game. And if we have to use Blake in a way in this game, we're going to do it and just go in, go into a staff day like it's a, thir- like it's a midweek uh, for, for game three. That's what they're do- doing on their side. They don't even know who's starting yet. And so I think it's that kind of time of the season where every single game, every single inning matters and really every single pitch. Although we still have two-thirds of the season left, it's kind of like – go time right now to, to win every game and the double header doesn't help that today he had to do that due to the weather um and that just puts more pressure on that bullpen it sure does and and it might we'll see how Bo, Bo Burrup does he threw 80 something pitches on Tuesday against Utah and he might not be available today which is which is not good I mean he's one of our guys um but I think we still have Drew's probably going to be okay tonight Zimmerman um so if we need to piece it together inning by inning we're going to do that and find a way to win 
Uh, David Clausen gets a start here in game one, get a chance to get him back up there a few at-bats. I know you'd love to get that back back in the lineup, uh, the same kind of bat we saw last year. Well, I think our team's probably the best with, with him in the lineup. Noah's been playing so good, it's hard to take him out. But with a the doubleheader, they'll each catch one game today. Um, we need we need Dave back in the lineup with lots of energy and and uh, you know giving a hundred percent on every single play and I you know we actually had a talk last night after the game and I think we're both on the same page right now and and both have the same goals and that's team first um, individual second and and we're going to move on and and you know I'm I told him last night we're we're a good team with without you in there we can be a really good team with you in there playing playing your best with everybody rally, rallying around you. Okay, Coach, long day of baseball should be fun. Uh, we'll talk to you in the postgame. All right, thanks, Brent. All right, back here at Larry Miller Field. Brent Norton along with Jeff Bills as we get ready for action here. Cougars taking their final warm-up tosses, and we are ready for baseball. Cougars, uh, same lineup as last night, only uh, behind the plate, David Clausen taking over for Noah Hill. And a couple of changes in the Santa Clara lineup. We'll go over those as we go through the game. As uh, we are ready, Hayden Rogers, the lefty for BYU, ready to get it started. So Joe Becht will lead it off. He's the shortstop for Santa Clara. It was one for four last night. And the first pitch to Hayden Rogers up the middle. Sneeman's got it. He'll throw to first in time for the out. Right through the legs of Hayden Rogers. And Sneeman got a good read on that one. Took it right over the bag at second and, and threw uh, Becked out easily. Yeah, Sneeman was positioned perfectly right there. Went to his left three or four steps. Got what now has become a routine hop on this new infield. Not he, sure if uh, ro- that might have clipped Rogers' glove. I'm not sure, but uh, it's an out on the first pitch of the ball game. And the first pitch to uh, Jason Dekosha is... Uh, down or over for a strike, 0 and 1. Yeah, the new field, Jeff. Uh, first chance you've had to broadcast a game yeah. here. You've seen a couple of games. Uh, it looks great. I think it plays pretty true. Infielders love it, of course. That ball fouled up into the Cougar dugout, 0 and 2 the count. Yeah, it's beautiful. And, you know, the chances of being rained out <laughs> much yeah. higher. Day like I mean, today, I mean, it could rain all you want. And it, uh, we're you playing. Know, it, uh, it can drain nine inches an hour, unbelievably. And so the turf in good shape, and we're playing baseball here in Provo. For that reason alone, you've got to like this new turf. Here's the 0-2 outside for a ball. Well, in past years, of course, the tarp would have been on the field for the entire day. There would be huge puddles and just outside a shortstop. Exactly. Where Home the tarp was, was drained. And uh, now it just makes it a whole different uh, case. Pitches up high, ball two. Two balls and two strikes. Hayden Rogers, if he struggled this year, it's been early. Get him through the first or second inning, he's been pretty good. Well, and he's got to paint the outside corners a little bit. You know, this this club's going to hit him if he's not. 2-2 pitch, swing and a miss. Two men out. If he's not where he wants to be on location, and he's got to change speeds. Get these hitters off balance. You, you noticed last night that they were looking fastball late in the game way too often. Jake Brote now steps in. What a specimen this kid is. 6'5", 230, <laughs> eight home runs, 32 RBIs. This, he's, earlier he's this big. year he had a grand slam, two grand slams in the same inning of a baseball game. Yeah, he's a big, good, strong-looking kid. Had a big double in the ninth inning. First pitch is down low, ball one. What is he, Brent, 6'3"? 6'5". 6'5"? 230. 6'5", 230. Here's Rogers. 
pitch, a swing and a miss. Uh, Dan Payne, the home plate umpire today. Kenneth Durham at first base. Ricky Scarberry at second. And Jimmy Craig is the third base umpire. Fly ball should be an easy one. Brock Hale is under it. And he will make the catch, and Santa Clara retired in order here in the first. And the Cougars coming to the plate on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. Brandon Anderson will lead it off for BYU. He'll be followed by Daniel Sneeman and then Brian Sue. Defensively, the Broncos with Jake McNichols behind the plate. Jake Brode at first. Austin Reyes at second. Joe Beck at short. Jason DiCoshia is the third baseman. Nico Holm gets the start in left today. John Cresto in center and um, Matt Southwick in right. And the first pitch to Brennan Anderson is over for a call strike one. Big kid starting today is... uh, Freddie Erlinson, 2.81 earned run average, three wins, no losses. And there's a one-hopper right at the second baseman, Ray, as he makes it and throws Anderson out. It's funny how this turf works on your mind, Brent. Whenever we're hitting and the guy hits a laser like was just hit, I'm always hoping for the bad hop. <laughs> when they're up and they hit a laser at one of our infielders, I'm saying that's the greatest turf I've ever seen. I was going to say, I'm not sure there are any bad hops on this turf. First pitch is outside ball one. It might be a little quicker to you. And it'll take a quick it'll take a, a quick overspin hop yeah. on you like a tennis ball does if you're serving with overspin. Here's the 1-0 pitch to Sneeman. That's outside ball two. Daniel 0 for 3 last night. Junior out of Chula Vista. Turned a double play that made the Sports Center top 10 last night at number 4. That was pretty. Him and Anderson and Sue, as good as you're going to see. That pitch is over for a strike. You know, one of the big differences I've noticed just in this, just in the, from the game last night is Santa Clara's pitchers all throw really hard. Looper left field. Left fielder came in. Now he's got to go back, and he barely got there. Nico Holm totally misplayed that ball and was able to stab it at the last minute, or that would have been extra bases for Sneeman. Holm totally misplayed that baseball. I'm wondering if it has to do with this kind of cloudy, murky ball gets camouflaged in the clouds overcast thing we've got going on now. That's a a good excuse. (laughs) Just inside ball one. Did you have trouble seeing that? You could convince me if there was a bright sun blinding the kid, but it looked like a pretty routine play. Well, but I'm thinking, you know, that ball's going to be the same color as the sky. Oh, no, pitch that ball's fouled up and out of play off the first base side. I know if you're behind the plate and you get a pop-up up in those clouds that are whitish gray, sometimes you'll lose the ball. Then you just hope you can pick it up before it comes down and not too soon. We're in the bottom of the first. No score, BYU and Santa Clara. Cougars a walk-off win last night, 2-1. to one. Pitch to Sue a little bit low, 2-1 and one the count. Brian Sue has had a fantastic year, hitting 367 for BYU with four home runs and 21 RBIs. Pitch to Sue is outside for ball three. On deck, Brock Hale really came up with a couple of big clutch hits late in that game last night. A game-tying RBI single in the seventh, and then Brock the leadoff double in the ninth. And he was eventually the game-winning run that scored. Pitch to Sue over for a strike. 
That was really big. And that was not only a great at bat, but you noticed his focus was much different. And that's what the Cougars need, you know. They've left too many men on, too many base runners in scoring position. Pitch to Sue is outside. So Brian with a base on balls, and that will bring Hale to the plate. And, you know, the other out Hale made last night, he hit the tar out of that ground ball up the middle, too. Freddie Erlinson, the right-handed starter, six foot six, two hundred and forty-five pounds, out of Cave Creek, Arizona, Brophy Prep High School, down there in the uh, Phoenix metro area. He is a sophomore, and the first pitch to Hale is down low, ball one. Erlinson, uh, twenty-two strikeouts in twenty-five innings, also has fourteen walks, so he is a little bit wild. But uh, impressive three wins, no losses, and an ERA under three. As Hale steps back in, here's the 1-0. Hale hits this ball, foul down the right field line. That ball will land up in the bullpen area of the uh, Broncos. You know, Brent, you talked about Hale's double to basically get the Cougars into a position where they had a man in scoring position. But Brown coming up next. You know, everyone in the park thought he was going to lay down a bunt and move him from second to third. And Coach Littlewood knows him better than anybody. He says, I'm going to go with his ability to pull a ball to the right side and move him, and exactly what he did. Yeah, it was a big at-bat by Brown. Here's the 1-1 pitch to Brock Hale. That's outside. You know, John Cresto, the center fielder, I think he might have misplayed uh, that ball Hale hit last night. In the night. I'm not sure if he could have got to it anyway. No, I think you're right, Brad. He got a, he got a kind of a... Slow jump on it and then kind of turned the wrong way for a second, which kept him from getting to it quickly. Quickly, Two balls and a strike. Pitches up high for ball three. I would agree with you 100%. You know, so Cougars really got a couple delayed. of breaks. Uh, maybe a misplayed fly ball and then the air on the second baseman. Cougars have been on the opposite end of that a couple times yeah. this year. It's nice to turn that around and get a little momentum going. Well, that's what I meant earlier. 3-1 pitch to Brock Hale. That is inside for ball four. Runner was moving on the pitch, Sue, but uh, on the walk, runner's now at first and second base on back-to-back walks by Erlinson, and that will bring Jake Brown to the plate. Boy, we've seen funnier things, but isn't it amazing that you could feel the tension, feel the pressure in the ballpark, and the Cougars win on a routine ground ball air at first base. Brown steps in. He's only had 21 at-bats this year. And the first pitch to Brown, he swings and misses for strike one. And, you know, watching the game down at field level, for a moment there, I wasn't sure if Hale was going to take off and try to score when the bobble occurred. But he kind of kicked it away from himself a little bit, didn't he? It was too far enough away that Hale scored pretty easily. Here's the 0-1 pitch to Brown. That's inside. And give a lot of credit to Austin Reyes, even though he made a, a bad throw. I'm telling you, that was an unbelievable stab of that yeah. shot by Kringlin. I thought that was headed into center field, and Reyes made the play, and uh, Brock Hill had to freeze, and then when the throw uh, got away from the first baseman, uh, she mentioned uh, Hale scored. 1-1 the count. Erlander, big kid, 6'6", 245. And you know, Brent, on that kind of play, it's always amazed me that 
you see it at the lower levels of baseball, but he had all the time in the world to go to first base instead of rushing it like he did and then ending up making the bad throw. Pitch to Brown is inside for ball two. I agree. He had plenty of time. Kringlin has been struggling with that hamstring. And uh, just uh, first baseman unable to dig it out of the dirt. As soon as it uh, bounced up and off him, uh, Hale scored, and the celebration began here in Provo. (laughs) That pitch hits Brown way inside. Brown tried to get out of the way, but was actually kind of thrown behind him. So base is loaded for the Cougars and Kringlin coming up, and Brown taking his time getting down to first base as he took that right off. Looked like the thigh. Yeah, that's got to hurt a little bit. He's walking. He's ginger. Base is loaded. Two walks and a hit batter. And Kringlin with an opportunity here to give the Cougars a lead early. Keaton 0 for 3 last night. His average has dipped to 287. The most alarming thing about Keaton is you're only eight RBIs. Yeah, makes he a, will step in. Makes a big difference when you're not healthy, doesn't it? Kid was an RBI machine his first two years and been battling that hamstring. First pitch to Kringlin, high and tight for a ball. And right now, uh, Erlandson is trying to find anything. He's, he can't find a strike with a fastball or a breaking pitch. One and all the count. Erlandson's pitch is fouled over near the Cougar dugout. Just what Kringlin was looking for, a fastball on a 1-0 count. Doubleheader day here in Provo. Cougars and the Broncos with the heavy rain scheduled for tomorrow. The coaches, umpires got together, and so let's do it. That's why we're starting here today at 2 o'clock. Pitch to Kringlin. Ball hit out toward the shortstop. Slow roller. He's up with it. He'll throw to first, and the Cougars are retired. Give up a great opportunity here in the first inning. Cougars, no runs, hits, or errors, but three big runners left on base. We're through one. No score, BYU and Santa Clara on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. BYU Baseball is brought to you by Lube Duck. Quick oil change, emissions, and inspections. Now let's take you out to the ballpark with Brent Norton. Presto, the hitter for Santa Clara. He takes the first pitch over for a strike. Uh, Cresto 0 for 3 last night as he steps in here for the Broncos. And here's Rogers' next pitch. That's a little bit inside. Looks like the radar gun not working here today for some reason. Maybe it got a little wet. <laughs> it got soggy, yeah, did it? It hasn't. Uh, it's not running at all. Pitch is uh, grounded out to Favero on one big hop. Nate's got it. He'll throw to first for the out. It's a good pitch by Hayden Rogers right there. He knows where he's at in the count. He comes back with a little bit of an off-speed pitch. Puts it inside on the on the inner half of the plate, breaking into the hands of the hitter. It's a good pitch. McNichols will now step in the catcher. 2-12 hitter on the air. Had a double here last night. It went off the base of the wall in center field. And McNichols swings. And let's go over the bat, and it lands foul in left field in foul territory. Well, it was on the line. Yeah, I saw up the chalk. Unbelievable. I have never seen a bat. You usually see him go straight back or into the dugout, but I have never seen one go out onto the field to play quite like that. That was a bat single. Where's the pine tar when you need it? 
That was incredible. That ball, that bat went 130 feet in the air. Did you see Favaro? He was headed for cover. <laughs> well, the umpire was the one headed for cover. It lit right where the umpire was standing on yeah. the third baseline. Kicked up chalk twice, oh, that's, too. That's got to be a Sports Center play of the year right there. The barrel and the handle that both got cool. chalk. That was cool. There's the replay right there if you're watching on the WTV. And I'll tell you, that was that uh, showed some power right there by McNichols. 0-1-1. Pitch is just off the plate. One ball and one strike. McNichols, a sophomore out of Napa, California. And here's Hayden Rogers' pitch. Good pitch there over the inside corner for a strike. You know, we talked a little about Rusty Fielder last night. Of course, Jeff, you and I have been doing this a long time. San Diego State days. Uh, Steve Strasburg, Fielder was kind of his mentor down with Tony Gwynn for a long time. Then came up to Stanford. There's a base hit into center field. A one-out single. Filter has had two pitchers who went first round, first pick. One at San Diego State and one at Stanford. I had a chance to talk with Rusty after the game last night. I couldn't help but tell him, you know, congratulations not only on the coaching position, but this is a whole different looking team from the way they arrive on the field to the way they play and how disciplined and, and a lot of hustle that you didn't see in the past. Matt Smithwick will step in. And the best news for us, he left Stanford, didn't even have to sell his house, could stay in the same house, just move, move over to Santa Clara, not too far away. The pitch is uh, down low. Well, and the unfortunate news is that he, Stanford's got two guys that filter, had a big part in getting t- in their development, getting where they are right now, Chris Bubik and a big, strong reliever named Jack Little who's got a 0.00 ERA. Well, Here's the one-ball pitch from uh, Hayden Rugnall. He'll throw to first, and uh, the runner, McNichols, back in safely. This this team uh, likes to run. They're not all that successful at running, but they like to run. They've attempted 51 stolen bases, and they've been thrown out 23 at times, so they're about a 45% uh, or 55% uh, clip. There's a ball hit in the left field, base hit by Smithwick. And so Santa Clara will have runners at first and second base with one man out. And Rodgers, that's a pitch he wishes he had back. That's a breaking ball up in the zone that you just can't leave there. One man out, and uh, Tony Boetto comes in. He's the DH. Boetto uh, did not see him last night. He is in uh, DHing today. Haberly was the DH in uh, last night's ball game. You know, Brent, I liked one of the points that Coach Littlewood made in his pregame message. He talked about how every game was important, but then stressed every inning and every pitch is important. And that it really breaks down to that because you're getting... Swing and a miss for strike. You're getting into the season well enough now that if you don't win your fair share of games, there's not enough time to catch up. No balls, one strike, one out. Boeto, a freshman out of La Quinta, California, hitting an even 300. He's only had 10 at-bats this year, and that pitch is outside for a ball. One and one the count. Nico Holm, who gets the start in left field, is uh, in the on-deck circle. 
And here is Rogers' pitch. That ball's grounded out toward Favero. Nate's got it. He'll go to second for one. The return to first. And the throw pulls uh, Sue off the bag. Throw from Anderson. I think a good throw. They would have turned two. I didn't think that ball was hit You're hard right. enough. You're right. And Anderson thought he had to rush that flow, that throw by getting a quick release and not getting enough on the ball to zip it across there and get the guy in time. Two men out. Runners at the corners. And uh, Nico home. And this he got is, up last night in a, in a pinch hitting role and uh, walked. And this is where Clawson has to work with Rogers. He's almost got to, as a receiving catcher, you've got to kind of bring him into the right spots. Don't make a mistake here with men on first and third. Pitch is up high, ball one. Keep the ball down. Focus on edges. Make sure your breaking ball start inside half of the plate and come in on the hitter's hands. 1-0 the count. Here's Rogers' pitch. That's up over for a strike. I'm with you, Brent. You thought that pitch yeah. was up high. <laughs> and then like all of a sudden you see little... the umpire go strike. And then kind of a delayed call. We had an umpire, Pepperdine, last year that called all the strikes in front of him like this. Couldn't see and it. And you couldn't tell uh, from behind <laughs> if it was a strike or not. <laughs> I've never seen that. They normally call it out to the side so that you can. There's no doubt. 1-1 one, one pitch. That's up a little bit. 2-1. He wasn't there at Pepperdine this year, huh? He wasn't. Say that again. That was last year. No, not that this was year. no, that was last weekend. Oh, so it was that just was, a week yeah, ago. Yeah, just a week ago. <laughs> Someone ought to give him a little uh, input and say, hey, you know, be a little more demonstrative with those strike calls. You know, the umpire, the catcher, and the the batter, the pitcher knew they could see or hear him. But when you're broadcasting a ball game, it's it's nice to have that emphatic uh, strike call so you know for sure. Here's the 2-1. Inside and low, ball three. Holm is the number eight hitter in the lineup. Santa Clara with a couple of hits. They've got runners at uh, first and third with two men out here in the top of the second. No score. Cougars loaded the bases on three walks in the first, but the Kringlin ground out ended that threat. And now here's the 3-1 pitch. Ball fouled off. Looked like a straight change right there as yeah. it hit her way out in front of it. Just hit it off the nub of the bat over near the Santa Clara dugout. Cougars in the third base side dugout. Santa Clara in the first base side. Hayden Rogers, four wins, two losses this year for the senior out of uh, Mesa, Arizona. That last pitch was exactly the right speed. Still a little bit too far up in the strike zone. Got to get it down. 3-2 pitch. Ball hit hard right back to Rogers. He's got it. He'll shovel the ball to Sue. And Santa Clara retired in the inning. No runs, two hits, no errors, two runners left. We are through one and a half innings. No score, Santa Clara and the Cougars on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. Nate Favero will lead it off for BYU as we go to the bottom of the second. Favero, Clausen, Perns do up here in the inning. Against the big right-hander, Freddie Erlinson. Rivera, big swing and a miss. One ball and one strike. Nate, uh, 0 for 3 last night. Made a real good defensive play last night down the line. Late in that ball game to throw a runner out. And there's a hard hit ball into the alley in left center field. Favero around first base. He's at second. And Nate will hold up at second base with a double. 
Boy, that shows, just shows you how that turf, how quick that turf is. That ball just got past the shortstop's glove, and within about a half a second, it was at the wall and left. Yeah. I mean, it's just that quick. Shortstop almost made a play yeah. on the ball. Favaro hit that pretty doggone hard, too. You know, got by him quick. Yeah, I, I thought he was going to make a play, but I didn't realize how, how hard the ball was hit as uh, David Clausen steps in the catcher. Cougars first hit uh, right there by uh, Favero. David uh, hitting 269 on the year. And Erlinson's first pitch to Clausen, curveball over for a strike. Yeah, that is a big difference with these ballparks with the synthetic turf. You hit a ball zip on the outfield grass, and even though it's got, what, more of the black granules in it, less sand, it's flying. It's going to the wall fast. Here's the 0-1 pitch to the Cougar catcher. Squares the bunt, takes it inside. Cougars, uh, Clawson looking at maybe just putting that ball down the first base side, moving Favero up. That or hitting a ground ball to the right side will do the job. So one ball and one strike to uh, Clawson. Sophomore out of Dana Point, California. And Erlinson's pitch is way inside. When he misses, he misses, he misses big time. Big, doesn't he? You know, I've heard the players refer to balls hit really hard on this artificial turf. When it kicks up a whole lot of those black granules, they call it oil spray. The bigger the oil spray, the harder you hit the ball. Well, we just, we saw a little oil spray out there on Favero's <laughs> hit for sure. Zip. Again, uh, game one here at 2 o'clock. Game two tonight at 6. So come on out to the ballpark. Had a Good crowd last night here. And pitch to Favero was way outside for ball three. Again, that ball missed by about 18 inches off the plate. Yeah, you're exactly right, Brent. He throws a strike, but for every strike, he's throwing a ball that's 10 inches off the plate, inside or out. Here's the 3-1 pitch. Ball, hit, fly ball to deep right field. Right fielder going backs. Smithwick, he'll make the catch. Favero going to try to move up, and he'll move up easily. So nice job by Clausen. Gets the job done. Moves the runner to third base. Hit it hard, but just got under it just a little bit. So Clausen with the fly ball moves the runner up. And that will bring to the plate uh, Jarrett Perns. A lot of ways to move a guy from second to third with nobody out. Bunts, ball hit right side, long fly, ball right side. Well, that's better than a strikeout. Burns steps in. He was 0 for 3 last night. And Erlinson's first pitch is inside ball one. You know, I'm really, I really like Perns because he's not a very big guy, but he can spank the ball. He hits the ball hard a lot. Yeah, he's been a pleasant surprise for this Cougar team. Great uh, defensive center fielder and hitting over 360 on the year. Yep. There's a curveball that drops in. It's really nice when you get a guy like him or Hill, and you know what you're going to get day in and day out, and then all of a sudden they kind of you know, do more than you expect, and it's just really nice to see that happen. Helps the team a lot, too. One ball, one strike. Pitch to Perns is over for a strike. We mentioned radar gun not working. Looks like it's about 90 from Erlinson. I was thinking the same thing. 90, maybe 91. He throws a heavy ball, doesn't he? Sound from the catcher's mitt. Real heavy, thudding heavy. 
One ball, two strikes. Pitch is way outside for a ball, two and two. Santa Clara with the infield back up the middle, so any ground ball past the pitcher would score Favero. Burns really just trying to put it into play here. Pretty good chance he'd get the Cougars on the board. Just be patient, wait a little bit, slap the ball somewhere up the middle. Two balls, two strikes to uh, Jarrett Perns. Pitch, fly ball, foul out of play. Off the first base side. That was a good pitch by Erlinson. Tough ball to hit hard anywhere. Threw it in the exact right spot. Infield, or the outfield is really shallow for Perns. Pitch is outside, ball three. And Perns can, I'll tell you, he's a... Uh, He's got a home run, 13 RBIs on the year. He's got some pop. Yeah, he's got a sweet swing, makes solid contact. Great timing at the plate. Three and two, Erlinson's pitch. There's a line drive past the third baseman, base hit by Jarrett Burns, and the Cougars up one to nothing here early in the ballgame. That was a good piece of hitting by Perns. Saw a curveball up and a little bit in. You didn't see him waste any motion, no flinching, stayed back on that breaking pitch, saw it really good, slaps it to left field. Two hits in the inning, a run scored, and Brennan Anderson, who balls hit hard to the second baseman, and he was retired. Rusty Filter now out. And, uh, Jeff, uh, you know Rusty personally. I've met him a couple times uh, long. You know, we go way back, uh, probably 20 years. He, he pitched at San Diego State. And was with uh, San Diego State staff forever as the pitching coach. And as you'd mentioned, uh, Steven Strasburg, probably the big thing right there. I remember Strasburg as a freshman being about 6'5", 250 or 260, just kind of a roly-poly kid that could throw like 85. Kind of soft. By the time he's a – yeah, I'd say kind of soft. And by the time he's a junior, he's throwing 100 and pinpointing three pitches. I mean, what a a development work by a filter on Strasburg. Yeah, and that changed everything about San Diego State baseball for about six years. He started a pitching tradition there that went on for a long time. And I'm blanking on the young man's name at Stanford who went first pick in the Major League draft, but there was a kid who was polished from the first day he set foot on the farm and filter continued to work with him, and he ended up getting better and better too. Anderson steps in, first pitch over the inside corner for a strike. Of course, uh, after uh, Stanford uh, hired their new coach last year, Filter was looking for a job and ended up at Santa Clara, and I'm sure the Broncos are very thankful and happy with the results so far here. Santa Clara's had a really great start under uh, his head coaching job uh, tutelage yeah it's been a resurgence you know Santa Clara went kind of went through kind of a a gray zone of coaching there for a couple years not really deciding and and had an interim coach for a while and filters got some stability one pitch base hit right over the shoulder of Erlinson Perns was thinking about going to third but he'll hold up at second three hits and inning by BYU and that will bring Schneeman to the plate. He flew out to left his first time up. Good piece of hitting right there. That was that almost decapitated Erlinson on the mound. That was slapped right back, chest, you know, neckish high. Oh, whatever Filter said didn't work because that ball was up in the zone and just a shot. I don't think Erlinson six six, pretty tough to get it over his shoulder, but it went right over his right shoulder. I'm sure Filter didn't say throw him a fastball that he can rip right back at your head. 
Schneeman steps in. Runners at first and second. Cougars have put one on the board here in the second inning. And a quick throw back to second base, and uh, Perns back in safely. Good speed on the bases with Perns and Anderson. Great speed at the plate in uh, Schneeman. Santa Clara double play depth up the middle. Cougar hitters are starting to get to Erlinson. You know, those balls aren't just hit a little bit. Those are all spanked hard. Line drives really hit well. And the pitch to Daniel is a curveball down a little bit low for ball one. That other first-round draft pick for Stanford under Filter's tutelage was a guy named Appel. That's went right. in the first round, and uh, he was Mark Appel. Yeah, he was as tall as Strasburg, but much more slender, not as sturdy, but a really good pitcher, too. Struggled in professional baseball with some injuries, but we'll hear about him soon. He's a quality product, quality young man, too. One ball, no strikes. Cougars three hits in the inning. They've got runners at first and second base with one man out. And here's the pitch to the Cougar shortstop. That's over for a strike, one and one. The umpire likes the fastballs up a little bit. He's expanded that zone way up for fastballs. Again, Schneeman back into the box. Here's the pitch, and Daniel hits this ball shortstop. Could be two on the second for one. The return to first in time for the double play. 6-4-3 on a ball hit hard by Schneeman. But the uh, Broncos turn it. Cougars uh, with uh, one run on three hits. No errors. One man left. We're through two. one nothing. Cougars over the Broncos on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. Hey, BYU baseball fans. You are listening to BYU Baseball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Here's Brett Norton. Go Cougs. Austin Ray is the hitter for Santa Clara. 1-1 one, one count on Reyes. He was 0-3 last night. He is a junior out of Huntington Beach, uh, California. Hitting a 181 on the year. There's a ball chewed kind of out near the plate. Brent goes foul. Brent, did you notice in last night's game how many times Cougar hitters hit little squibbers right out in front of the plate? Fooled on pitches, hit them on the end of the bat, just little teeny squibbers. Must have been, what, four or five of those. Yeah, Steve Wilson, the starter, he's a good starter for Santa Clara. There's a ball hit right to Sneeman. Daniel's up with it and throws him out. Daniel, a little mustard on that baseball, still not happy about grounding into that double play. No, he's still feeling it, isn't he? Daniel really struggling with the, with the bat right now. Just can't seem to get a base hit, even when he's hitting the ball hard. Just can't find a hole right now. I'm sure that'll turn around. One man out, and the top of the order, Joe Becht, steps in. He grounded out to the shortstop his first time up, and the first pitch is up high, ball one. A little bit of rain now beginning to fall, just a slight drizzle in the ballpark. There's a line shot right at Schneeman. He makes the catch for the out. All he had to do was bend his knees about four inches, right? Make sure that he... Didn't let that ball bounce around on him and hit him in the pocket of his glove and pop out. Forecast is supposed to get better throughout the day, and then tomorrow, a lot of rain. 
That's why they determined to start these uh, the first one at 2 and the second game at 6 o'clock tonight. Pitch from Hayden Rogers is over for a strike. 0-1-1. Cougars lead this 1-0 as we play the top of the third here at Larry Miller Field. There's another ground ball at Schneeman. He's going to get all three putouts. He's up with it, and he'll throw the first for the out. And Santa Clara retired. One, two, three. We're through two and a half. One, nothing. Cougars on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. Ryan Sue will lead it off for the Cougars. We go to the bottom of the third. Cougars leading one to nothing. They've out hit the Broncos three to two here early. Sue uh, walked his first time up, and now he's got a 2-0 count on him. I think Brian, the- uh, you know, we, you know, I've kind of talked about Sue this year, and as a freshman, Coach Lillwood jokes he could give him a fungal at second base, and he still couldn't hit the ball out. What a, what a <laughs> tremendous job by Sue! It's a quite a transformation in his body and his ability to really drive a baseball. He's always been a great defensive player as he flies out to right field for out number one. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. He was awful thin and slender last year, didn't look strong. This year he looks good. And you know he's good at first base too. What he's really good at at first base is he knows when to play those short hops either up or back. Very good instinctive work on those kinds of throws. First pitch to Brock Hales over for a strike. Brock uh, also walked his first time up. Cougars have left uh, four guys on base here through the first couple of innings. And another curveball outside. And uh, I think the the book on Brock Hale, the senior, is don't throw him a fastball over the plate. I don't think, and there's another curveball, three straight to Hale. That's exactly the scouting report on him. And, you know, I was surprised that Brock didn't get more action last year after his junior year, especially because everyone loves his speed. 2-1 pitch down low, another curveball, 3-1. and one. Even sure. When you say action, you mean interest from professional exactly. baseball. It's, you know, my 27 years, he's the biggest shocker. Yeah, when I you agree. look at, I mean, really kind of a five-tool kid. Yeah. Pitch is over for a strike, 3-2. and two. I mean, the guy has power. Defensively, you know, there are a few things that he'll learn that will make him better. But when you've got his power and his arm and his running ability, I was 3-2 pitch ball hit right up the middle. Base hit by Hale. Well, he hit 395 last year. Get it. You know, he battled that knee issue, came back probably earlier than he should have, but just kept performing, you know, the entire year for the Cougars. Had to DH a little bit with that knee. Yeah. But the kid just uh, put up big numbers and – when I think uh, of people who I know have been drafted in the past yeah. and compare him to Hale, I mean, there's, he should have been right there. Well, I think you've hit the nail on the head, Brent, when you mentioned the injury he had. I think that happened right at a time when everybody was looking to make their picks, and he just kind of got lost, and by the end of the season, it was too late. Jake Brown steps in. Well, it was good news for the Cougars to have Brock back. He came back with a renewed sense of, Okay, you know, I've got to get better. I've got to learn. Let's, let's move forward. Had a great attitude and has can, continued it on this year. If he stays healthy, he will get interest, and it will be a different end-of-the-season outcome for him. Brown, the left-hander, was hit by a pitch his first time, and the first pitch is down low for a ball. And Erlinson's biggest problem is he's falling behind these Cougar hitters, and they're squaring some balls up because they're able to sit back on that fastball and exactly. pick a pitch out that they want to hit. 
gets behind, and then all of a sudden he delivers a fastball that's not, you know, on the black, not tough to hit. Most of them really good to hit, right close down to the middle. 1-0 the count to Brown. Brown a swing and a miss, and the count evens up. Brown is really good at, at seeing pitches. You don't see him swing at balls that are not strikes. He's got a good eye. And you know, Brent, backing up on, on Brock, I do remember last year in the regionals hearing a couple scouts say, where'd this guy come from? And it was like they hadn't seen him all season long, and all of a sudden in the regionals they notice a guy who can run like the wind and got power and looks good and throws well. Yeah, six foot, 200 pounder. These two teams have played each other 26 times over the years. Cougars hold a 17-9 advantage over the Broncos. Boy, remember those old days, Brent, when we'd go play Santa Clara at their place and the field was kind of out in a a big old field of its own with no seating. It was just awful. 1-1 pitch way inside, and now they've got a really a state-of-the-art facility. It's nice. Great place to broadcast from. Really good. Talking about that, one of my favorites, because you're just kind of sitting right over the top of home plate, right on top of the action. Yeah, it's a nice place. Beautiful uh, beautiful campus and, and great area. Yeah, you and I both at first. In fact, I think I did that first game with you there. We both looked at each other and said, what a change. Two balls and a strike to Brown. Brown hits the ball pretty well. Left fielder right in his tracks is there and makes the catch. That's a Nico home. So two men are out. And that will bring uh, Kringland to the plate. Kringland was up there with bases loaded in the first and grounded out to the shortstop. Brown's going to be a good hitter for the Cougars. He's got good pitch selection. And if he'll just wait a little longer and use all fields, like on pitch he hit right there to left field, he waits just a fraction of a second longer, lets it get down deeper into the strike zone. That's a line drive to left field instead of a routine fly ball. Pitch to Kringland, base, or ball hit right at the shortstop for the out. Kringland hit it hard, but right at uh, Becht, and the Cougars are retired. No runs, one hit, no errors, one man left. We're through three now, one nothing. Cougars over the Broncos on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. BYU Baseball is brought to you by Lube Duck. Quick oil change, emissions, and inspections. Now let's take you out to the ballpark with Brent Norton. Back here, Jake Brolt will lead it off for Santa Clara. one nothing. Cougars leading as we go to the fourth inning here in Provo. Brote, Cresto, and McNichols will be up. There's a ground ball at Favero. Favero on a short hop. Throw to first. Good dig by uh, Brian Sue at first base for the out. So Brote is now 0 for 2 in the ballgame. There's a good example of Sue doing what we talked about earlier, Brent. Did you notice how he got a little lower than what you normally see a first baseman do to make sure he's in the right position for that short hop? Knee bend is the key to that play. Cresto steps in. He uh, grounded out to Favero his first time up. And the first pitch is over for a strike. Now Hayden's starting to throw the ball down a little bit better. He's only left a couple pitches up in the strike zone, last four hitters. If he keeps the ball down in the strike zone, goes left back and forth, he's going to be just fine. The 0-1, that's over for a strike, 0-2. Same thing, exactly the right location. Cresto, 287 hitter, six home runs. This team had 25 home runs coming into the uh, contest this weekend. 
And here's the 0-2. That's a little bit off the plate. You know, this uh, ballpark used to be a home run hitter ballpark, but, Jeff, that new wall in left's 14 feet, and it drops <laughs> to 12 all the way to right center and then drops to 10. And, uh, you know, it's I don't think it's a home run ballpark anymore. I mean, guys can hit it out of here, but not like in the old days. No, and especially early spring. You get days like this where it's still springy and it's not really hot and the air more thin. It's tough to hit a ball out, especially from the gaps. 388 to 380 from right field to center or left field, and 402 dead center field. Strike three called on Cresto, two man out, and Jake McNichols will step in. McNichols singled up the middle his first time up for the first hit for the Broncos. Uh, they have two hits. Cougars have four hits in the ball game. And Rodgers is getting to getting into a little bit of good momentum right here. If he can go innings three, four, and five, keeping the ball down, that'll make a big difference. Pitches uh, squirted out in front of the plate. Clawson picks it up, throws the first for the out. And the Broncos retired here quickly. We're through three and a half. One nothing Cougars over the Broncos on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. Nate Favaro steps in. Nate doubled and scored the only run of the ball game back in the second inning. Favaro hitting 236 on the year. And that pitch uh, drops in a little bit low for ball two. Erlinson now has 60 pitches as he starts the fourth inning here against BYU. Favaro rockets one deep right field. Right fielder going back, looking up. This ball is off the wall. Favaro is going to have his second consecutive double right at the 388-foot mark. And Jeff, I don't know if you remember, I think you were a senator last year, how well Nate swung the bat there. I mean, he had two or three home runs in that series. That was late in the West Coast Conference season when the Cougars swept the Broncos, and uh, Favero put on quite a show, and he's doing it again here today. Yeah, I remember that. And, you know, that was a really good at bat. You saw him see a breaking pitch that had him out on his front foot, but he didn't swing, took it for a ball. And then he guessed fastball, got exactly what he thought was coming, and hits it to the gap in right center field. Hits it about, what, 380 feet? First pitch to Clawson, a curveball that drops in. Yeah, the, the new configuration here, you've got a 14-foot wall from the left field foul pole over to left center gap, and then from left center, it's 12 feet all the way to right center. Yeah. And then it drops to 10 feet. Kind of cool. Gives it a little bit of character. It does, and I like the way all the advertisements on the outfield wall are all on white on a a navy background. Instead of all that mishmash of every color in the world, you know, this is a classy-looking ballpark. One ball, one strike to Clawson. David checks a swing on a pitch that's uh, inside for ball two. And, you know, Brent, I wondered the first time I was down on the field, because that center field wall is a little bit higher, I wonder if there's still a real dark green batter's eye. And so I stood at home plate and said, what's it look like? And it was surprising. You still see mostly green. But if you're a short hitter, you might get a little bit of the fence. Pitches over for a strike. Two and two. Well, and the, the problem that's come up, and I think they're going to, the big Cougar baseball out there, I think that's going away. Yeah. And it's mainly because of that, the uh, the batter's eye in most ballparks. Yeah. They try to keep that area just uh, either green or blue. And I think you're going to see that go away here in the next couple of weeks. There's a ball hit up the middle, and that is going to be gloved by the shortstop. 
infield single for Clawson. And the Cougars with runners at first and third with nobody out here in the uh, fourth inning. That was a good read by Nate Favero going from second to third on that ball. A lot of runners would have said, nah, that could be caught. I could be thrown out at third base. He read it beautifully, got a good jump, went to third easily. Well, Santa Clara with some activity out in the bullpen now as Perns will step in. Sixth hit for the Cougars. Jarrett had the RBI single his last time up. Santa Clara back double play depth with the middle infielders. Shortstop about even with the bag at third. And the first pitch to Perns, and that ball's hammered to right. Right fielder coming over, makes the catch. Here comes Favero, and he's going to score. Perns with both RBIs in the ballgame, and they lead two to nothing. Good piece of hitting by Perns. Too bad that ball wasn't just a little bit farther left in the gap in right center field. We'd have seen some running forever. That'll bring Brennan Anderson up. Brennan's one for two. He singled his last time up. You know, Brent, the more I see Perns hit, the more I like him. He does what you're supposed to do. He doesn't try to do too much, and he's a great team player. First pitch to Anderson's down low. Perns, Perns and Inouye, the starter later tonight for the Cougars, both College of Southern Nevada kids that could have gone elsewhere and uh, decided to walk on at BYU, and uh, they're making a difference on this team. Big difference. Cougars, of course, have uh, lost uh, Ryan Brady, one of their top recruits and number two starter, to an elbow injury. And then uh, Riley Gates, their closer, went down in Hawaii. He's done for the year. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I would consider those probably, you know, coming into the year probably two of your top five guys. And the Cougars have had to kind of scramble and, their pitching staff's done a remarkable job, I think, in the conference. It's been more on the offensive side of the ball. The Cougars have really struggled yeah, and it's, scoring runs. It's the offensive inconsistency, isn't it? It's leaving too many men on base. 2-0 pitch to Anderson. That's over for a strike. Last night was another good example of that. We have men on base ready to score. and We'll either strike out or hit a ball weekly. Or in one inning, we strike out twice. Just a little bit of a change in that consistency factor, and all of a sudden the Cougars have two or three, four more runs. 2-1 the count. Here's Erlinson's pitch. A ball hit shortstop. Gloved to second for one. The return to first in time for the double play. So the Cougars ground into another 6-4-3 double play. Cougars score one run on two hits, no errors, and no one left on. We are through four complete now. Cougars two, Santa Clara nothing on your new skin BYU Sports Network. Hey, sports fans, this is Jordan Wood, pitcher for the BYU baseball team, and you're listening in to the new skin BYU Sports Network. Go to the fifth inning. First hitter is uh, for Santa Clara is Matt Smithwick, the right fielder, and the first pitch is over for a strike. Good pit, first pitch selection by Rogers and Clausen right there. A floater off-speed breaking ball for a strike. Another curveball, another strike, 0-2. Same exact pitch. Now you've got the hitter thinking, okay, am I going to see that pitch again? I doubt it. I'm going to see a fastball. Let's see if he takes something off this pitch and just throws it off the plate as a waste pitch. See if he can get him to fish for it. Here's the 0-2 off the plate. That's exactly what he did, tried to do. Smithwick uh, singled his first time up. Tony Boetto is on deck, and then he'll be followed by Nico Holm. Here's the one to a swing and a miss. Gets away from Clawson. 
Picks it up, throws the first in time. Great play by Clausen. Picked it up and was falling down. And still made the accurate throw to Brian Sue. Really an incredible play right there. I thought he had no chance when he was losing his balance. Stumbling, bumbling, and somehow manages to get a throw off when he's down on one knee and off balance and make the out. Good hustle player there by Clausen. Yeah, very well done. One man out, Boeto steps in. Stuck with it. And that block was not easy. It was a counter-rotating breaking ball down in the dirt. First pitch over for a strike. What happens with those pitches is that if you don't square them up on the first base side, facing first base, they'll kick off like they did on Clausen and go down the first baseline. Here's the 0-1. That's over for a call strike. Well, Hayden Rogers into a groove right now, throwing lots of strikes and moving that uh, pitch around. Throw strikes, hit the corners, keep your pitch count way down, get the Cougars into the sixth or seventh inning. At least. Two pitches up high. So a ball and two strikes to Boeto. And here is Rogers' pitch. Swinging strike three, so back-to-back strikeouts. Breaking ball, off speed, up and away. Looks really good to hit, but really hard to get to. Way too far up and away. He's got two strikeouts now on pitches that were way out of the strike zone. He's fooling hitters right now. BYU softball team playing, uh, just starting here behind us. They're playing a doubleheader also today here. First pitch to Nico Holm is down low, ball one. Holm uh, lined out to uh, Brian Sue his first time up. Here's the 1-0 pitch. That's down low for ball two. I'm sure that coaching staff's working with Clausen on his receiving. He's got such a great arm. If he can learn just a few little things about how to receive in a in a real solid, you know, soft catch way. Two old pitches up high for ball three. Going to really, as he does that and gets better and better, he's going to become a much better catcher to go along with his arm speed. Three old pitches up high, so a. Two-out walk, and Austin Reyes, who is 0-for-1, will come to the plate. And there's where Hayden, you know, he's going really good, throwing strikes, and then he comes back with, what was that, six out of the last seven pitches have been off speed, and he can't find the strike zone on four of them. Reyes steps in, second baseman for the Broncos. And the first pitch is down low for a ball. Nothing wrong with those breaking pitches, but you've got to throw them for strikes. Cougars leading here 2 to nothing over the Broncos as we are in the top of the fifth inning. Cougars won 2-1 last night. That pitch is inside for ball two. Based on hits and base runners, isn't it odd that the score isn't more than that? I feel like it should be like 5-0. Oh. Yeah, Cougars two runs on six hits. Santa Clara has a couple of hits on the afternoon as uh, Jeremy Thomas, the Cougar pitching coach, out to have a little chat with his uh, left-handed starter. Boy, looking at this field, this whole stadium, Brent, boy, doesn't seem that long ago that 
behind home plate was a chain link fence, and the announcer was sitting at a table with a folding chair. <laughs> remember that? that does, I do remember that, believe me. I'm thankful for what we've got. Pitches uh, yeah. a little bit inside ball three. Top of the order due up next, uh, Joe Beck. Thankful and blessed. As Rogers uh, now 3-0. and and that pitch is over for a strike. You've got a Nico Holmes who's hitting 205 that walks on four pitches. Anthony Reyes hitting 181. Now a 3-1 count. Beck, they're very good hitter due up next. Important to get an out right here so that you face him with no outs in the next inning. 3-1 pitch, fly ball down the right field line. Overcomes uh, Brock Hill, but that will land in the bullpen area of Santa Clara. Three balls, two strikes to uh, Reyes, the junior second baseman. As uh, Plosson gives the sign to Hayden Rogers. Big pitch right here. And here's the pitch. Up a little bit high for ball four. So back-to-back walks after two men were retired, and Joe Becht, he's hit the ball hard twice tonight. Uh, was robbed, really, of a base hit in the first inning by Schneeman, and then he lined out right at Schneeman, his last uh, bat in the third. This is where Hayden had to think a little more focused on the last two hitters and get that third out. You don't want Beck coming up with a man in scoring position, men on first and second. First pitch to Beck. That ball's fouled down the first baseline. Beck, a senior out of Downers Grove, Illinois, a long way from home. Yeah, that was a good pitch by Rogers right there. Breaking ball in on his hands. That's where he needs to come on Beck. Keep the ball down and in. Beck to hitting uh, 274 on the year as he steps back in. Quick throw back to second base. Uh, Schneeman takes the throw, but the runner back in safely. Been a nice uh, afternoon for baseball. It appears the you know sky's lightening up a little bit. That ball oh, came up and off the bat of Beck, <laughs> right over his head, and hit the bat for hit a strike. Hit the bat for a strike. Oh, and two. <laughs> How often do you see that? One of the cardinal rules of baseball: a ball above your head, lower the bat. Now uh, Rusty Filder, the head coach, is out. Puts his arm around Beck, says, okay, young man, take a deep breath. It's all right. Smart thing for Felcher to do right there. I'm sure Beck was expecting that thing off the helmet. Yeah, he did. And instead it's off the bat, and he falls behind 0-2. Rogers from the stretch. Here's the pitch. Curveball, little looper. Sneeman going out. Here comes Kringlin. Kringlin's going to get there and make the catch for the out. Tough play. Kringlin able to come in and make the catch for out number uh, three of the inning. No runs, hits, or errors. Two runners left on. We are through four and a half now. Two nothing Cougars over the Broncos on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. Daniel Sneeman steps in for BYU. Daniel, the... Defensive player of the year last year in the conference, and he rockets one deep right field. That's over the right fielder's head. Sneeman hustling into second base, and he 
ends up with a double to lead off the bottom of the fifth inning, and Stevens out there saying to himself, it's about time. That right fielder kind of, he never would have caught the ball, but he kind of misplayed it. He thought he was going to make the catch, and then at the last second just headed right back toward the fence. Took a bad line, but that ball was hit so hard that the right fielder had it and was throwing it back into the infield. Schneeman really had to hustle, thinking it could be a close play, but the right fielder throws a rainbow, and the pitcher actually had to come over and cut it off. Yeah, Schneeman was really just kind of rounding the bag when the right fielder got the ball and was beginning to throw. First pitch to uh, Brian Sue's inside for a ball. That's a Cougars' seventh base hit. Another great opportunity for the Cougars to have a big inning. Right here, nobody out, man on second. Erlinson looks back at Schneeman. Now he'll rock and fire, and that ball is uh, grounded over near the Cougar dugout. A ball and a strike to Sue. I don't know how much more Erlinson has left, Brent. He's started to change his motion a little bit. 76 pitches now as Sue takes the pitch outside for ball two. When pitchers start to get tired, they start looking around the infield at the runners more often. They take more time walking around the mound. They lose their rhythm. 2-1 pitch to Sue, and that drops in inside corner. That evens up 2-2. Generous inside corner right there. Two balls and two strikes to Sue. Ball hit. Shortstop's going to glove it. Quick throw to first base in time to get Sue. The runner does advance on the ground ball out. So Sue does move the runner up first out of the inning, and Brock Hale steps in. Good read by Schneeman right there to go from second to third. Never hesitated. Got a good jump. Well, I see the coach, Glenn Tuckett, in the ballpark, along with Tom Fife sitting down there, a couple of your old buddies. Yeah, we're just about ready to go on our annual spring and trip to the Bay Area. San Francisco? We're going to go to San oh, Francisco. Oh, fantastic. Coach Pullen's coming in. Yep. First pitch to Hales. Fouled off. Uh, Santa Clara's brought their infield in here with one man out. Gary's going to get off his tractor long enough to. Well, that'd be great. Uh, have you been to the ballpark since they made the change mm-hmm. at San Francisco, the Dons? Yeah, I, I like remember. it. No balls and a strike. Swing and a miss. Fastball swung and a ball out of the zone. 0-2. Way up. I love that ballpark. It still has its same old flavor with some positive changes. Broadcasting from right behind the umpire, about literally six to eight feet behind the umpire. Boy, Down Brent. below ground level. Yep. Here's the 0-2. That pitch uh, is down low for a ball. I recall one game we were doing together there, and Nate Fernley was pitching back in Gary Pullen's coach days. That was back before the renovation of the ballpark. And remember how that ball was coming in there and the sound? We, I mean, it yeah. was we were way too close. One ball, two strikes to uh, Brock Hale. Brock's got to get a good pitch here, got to be selective. Checks his swing. They, did, they say he did go around. 
And the catcher dropped the ball, comes up and throws the first for the out. So big strikeout there by Erlinson. Yeah, that's not a typical at-bat at bat for Brock. Got fooled on two breaking balls, made commitments. He'll learn from that. That's one of the things about Brock you see is that he makes adjustments on the fly. Very seldom does he go back-to-back with two bad at-bats. That's the first strikeout by Erlinson in the ball game, and it happens here in the bottom of the fifth inning. Now Jake Brown steps in and pitches down low for a ball. Boy, good job back there by Jake McNichols, who really bouncing around back there trying to keep those uh, curveballs in front of him, especially with that runner at third base. Well, you got to give Erlin some credit. You know, he's given up seven base hits, but he's battled. He seems to become a better pitcher with guys on base. And only given up two runs. Pitch to Brown is a curveball down low, ball two. I think this is a big at bat for Brown right here, right now, to pick up this runner and not leave this inning without a score. Kringlin in the on deck circle for BYU. And here's the 2 0 pitch. Brown takes that one down low, ball three. I'm sure you've noticed the same thing, Brent. Don't you think Brown has rate, really good eye, good pitch? He doesn't swing at bad pitches. Yep. He'll give you quality at bats with the, you know, Kringlin with the hamstring. He's kind of been DHing, so Brown hasn't seen as much action. But I think Coach uh, Littlewood likes uh, Brown in that DH role. He walks. And Kringlin with a chance now with uh, runners at the corners, two men out. Keaton has uh, grounded out to the shortstop and lined out to the shortstop. One of the most important things that, you know, a coach, a manager does in baseball is set that lineup based on what side of the plate you hit from. Coach Littlewood does a really good job of interspersing his left and right-handed hitters at the right places in the order. You never see, you know, three lefties in a row. I mean, sometimes you'll see defensively you do that because they're your better defensive players, but... He's got him in the right spots. First pitch to Kringlin inside ball one. Which keeps a coach like Rusty Filter from making pitching changes that work around your hitters and which side of the plate they hit on. You, you can't get away with more than one hitter, which makes them go to the bullpen more often. Unfortunately for both teams, both uh, bullpens, as uh, both these starters have gone into the middle part of this ballgame as Kringlin fouls one down the third baseline. Third game of a ser- or second and third games of a series being played, you know, in a double header day is going to put a lot of pressure on both the bullpens. Yeah, that's a really good point because there's a big difference for a guy throwing an inning and a half in the first game and then another inning and a half in the second game of a double header on the same day than it is that night's rest. Here's the one-one pitch to Kringlin outside ball two. Cougar pitchers, Hayden has done a good job. You know, Santa Clara's not afraid to run, as you pointed out earlier, Brent, but they'll run early in the game, first, second innings. They don't really wait. Most managers, coaches like to wait and run a little bit later, you know, as you kind of build some momentum, but he'll run any time. 2-1 pitch. Kringlin takes that one on over for a strike. Two balls and two strikes to the uh, junior out of Cedar City, Keaton Kringlin. That fastball up, really almost out of the strike zone. That's a tough pitch to hit, let alone adjust to and get to in time. 2-2 pitch. Kringlin takes that one down low, and the count goes full. So Brown will be moving from first base. 
on the 3-2 count. As Keaton Kringlin has played in left field the last couple of games for the Cougars after having a battle back from that hamstring. And here is uh, the 3-2 pitch. That pitch hit Kringlin. Came in, actually hit him on the back. Curveball that got away from Erlinson. Bases loaded for BYU. Yeah, and this is a better matchup with Favero coming up. Right-handed pitcher against the left-handed hitting Favero. Bases loaded, two out. This is where Favero's got to be careful, be very selective. He's got to be pretty confident. He's doubled twice, and he's scored both the runs for the Cougars. So Just stay where you're at. Just you know, continue to be patient at the plate. Nate hit one into the left center field alley, and his last him up bounced it off the wall at 380. And the first pitch to Favero is outside for a ball. Started him with a curveball every at bat. Favero was looking for breaking pitch right there. 93 was, pitches now by Erlinson. He was locked and loaded. Pitch was way outside. Here's the pitch to Favero. That's a curveball that drops in over the outside corner. You know, a lot of hitters guess, but even when you're not guessing, in the back of your mind, you've always got that feeling of what he's going to throw. So Favero did not expect him to come back with a breaking pitch right there, which he did for a strike down in the zone. Ball and a strike to Nate Favero. And the pitch to Nate is on the outside corner for a strike. Boy, extending the zone right there. Home plate umpire, (laughs) Jimmy Craig. The ball's what, four inches off the plate? I don't mind umpires missing one or two inches. That's that's what you see at this level. But Here's the one-two pitch. Favero swings and misses Erlinson with a big strikeout. Cougars, no runs, one hit, no errors. Three big runners left on base. We're through five, two-nothing. BYU over Santa Clara on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. BYU Baseball is brought to you by Lube Duck. Quick oil change, emissions, and inspections. Now let's take you out to the ballpark with... Brent Norton. Jason DeCochea steps in. First pitch over for a call strike. Hayden Rogers working in his third inning, and there's a single into left field in front of Kringlin. Well, Cougars have had opportunities to really oh, score right. some runs in this ballgame and just haven't been able to come up with a big hit. Again, left bases loaded in that inning. We're seeing too much of the same thing, aren't we? Cougars are ahead 2-0, but... My heavens, we've left runners on base almost every inning. And even the two we scored, we got with two outs. Yeah, they've left eight on through the first five innings. As Jake Brote, who's 0 for 2 today, flew out to right field in the first and grounded out to Favero at third in the fourth. As he steps in here in the fifth, or in the top of the sixth. And the first pitch is outside, ball one. Cougars have a right-hander and a left-hander out throwing. Rhett Parkinson's the lefty. And I think it's Jake Sudruth, the right-hander. Rain's coming down a little bit heavier now, isn't it, Brant? See the umbrellas popping out. There's a line drive. Perns unable to get there, lands in front of him. So back-to-back hits by Santa Clara. And that will bring uh, John Cresto to the plate. 
Two balls, Hayden is left up in the strike zone with not much velocity. This is where Clausen's got to not only give whatever signal he's giving right now, but now's a good time to make sure Clausen knows that he's going to be all right. Go out and talk to him, even if it's just walking halfway to the mound. Just kind of give him some reassurance. Crystal steps in. Could be bunning here, moving those runners into scoring position. He struck out uh, looking his last time up against Rodgers, and the first pitch is outside, ball one. Cresto with a uh, long look over at uh, Rusty Filder in that uh, first base dugout. I'm sure these coaches know their hitters better than I ever would, but I'd be bunting without a doubt in this situation, down two runs. It's just a little bit inside, 2-0 the count. Filter might be saying... Though that guy Rogers is having a hard time finding the strike zone. I'm gonna let him struggle a little longer, see what happens. You might get another walk and a pitching change. Here's Rogers 2-0 pitch. Cresto fouls that one up. I thought he'd be taken right there. So died. Two and swung and fouled it back. Take a strike. The, the rules have changed a lot based on hitters. Have you noticed that, Brent? You know, you get a good hitter that you want to take a chance with, and you've got a 2-0 and o count. You know a fastball is likely to be coming. You let him swing instead of taking a strike. Yeah, Cresto, six home runs on the year. Pitches outside, ball three. See that more and more often. Can Sedruth, the righty, is ready, as is Parkinson from the left side. Right-hander in the on-deck circle. And Cresto takes the pitch, and that line to left field. Kringlin goes over, makes the catch, and uh, almost doubled up the runner. Keane kind of came in and stopped and had to come hard and caught it about knee-high. Yeah, he was tentative and unsure on that play. I'm glad he got to it. That was one of those hit right at you. Those are the tough ones for the outfielders. And that's three hitters in a row who have hit the ball really hard off Hayden Rogers. This is where Clausen's going to go out and talk to him. This is where you've got to make sure he understands. You maybe have lost some of your best stuff, but if you keep the ball down, we're going to be better off. I think we're going to get a pitching change up. Sudworth's going to be brought into the ball game. We'll uh, we'll take a two-minute break. Be back with more Cougar baseball action on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. Right-hander Jake Sudruth into the ballgame for the Cougars. Sudruth, a uh, young man out of uh, Arizona, two wins, two losses, 3.94. He's a sophomore, J.C. transfer. This will be his 13th appearance. He's thrown 16 innings, 21 strikeouts in those 16 innings. Opponents hitting 238 against Sudruth, big kid. He was an All-American last year, J.C. at Mesa Community. He had 17 saves last year. And this year for the Cougars with Gates down, he kind of took that role as the closer. He does have three saves on the year. And the first pitch is well outside for ball one to uh, Jake McNichols. McNichols a one for two on the day. One man out, runners at first and second base. Cougars up two to nothing as we play the Sixth inning, and that pitch is outside for ball two. 
Sudreth has got to come back here with a strike. He's behind in the count, men on first and second. Can't give him anything too good, but you got to get back in this count by throwing strikes. Just a little gentle rain falling here at uh, Larry Miller Field. 2-0 pitch, that ball fouled straight back in. Got the green light to swing. Went after it. Very aggressive uh, by the Santa Clara hitters. You know, Brent, another nice thing about the changes to the field is the bullpen for the Cougars down the left field line. Remember how often we couldn't tell who was warming up and couldn't see it very well? Now it's right out in the open. I'm sure they like it better, too. They can see the game happening. 2-1 pitch up a little bit high for ball three. Jake Sudruth, wearing number 43 for BYU. He's set, and here's a 3-1 pitch, and that ball's fouled up and off of Clausen's mask. Sudruth has got himself back to full counts. It's a big, important pitch right here. Cougars have a couple of those J.C. transfer sophomores. They're qualifiers out of high school, so they can transfer yeah. after their freshman year. So you get them for three. That's, that's a nice uh, advantage. That's a good thing. Three and two, the count. And here is Sudris pitch. Strike three called. That slider on the inside corner. Great pitch there by Sudris. Now that couldn't have been better done. That was a big time, big pitch to go to two outs with men on first and second. Whole different situation if he doesn't strike that guy out or get an out. But striking him out was so good because you leave men on first and second instead of men on second and third who could both score on a single. Now Matt Smithwick, the right fielder, steps in. He's one for two today. He's singled in the second. Struck out in the fifth. And here is the first pitch from Sudruth. That ball's fouled up and out of play. Sudruth, you know, he just kind of has that uh, closer look about him. Big kid, 6'4", 200 pounds. Just a high-energy kid. And that's the first pitch he's thrown with real confidence since he started. Came in with a really good fastball right where he wanted it. Here's the 0-1. Fly ball deep left field. Kringlin going back. Looking up. This ball is out of here. Three-run home run by Matt Smithwick. And the Broncos have taken a 3-2 lead here in the top of the sixth inning. Smithwick, his third home run of the year. And you can hear the Bronco faithful. There's quite a few of them here in the ballpark. Yep. Sudrith came in with a fastball in the strike zone and away, and Smithwick just went with it and hit it pretty darn good, landing halfway up the scoreboard in left field. So the Broncos take a 3-2 lead. Tony Boeto steps in. And the first pitch, that is grounded uh, foul down the third base side. Weto has uh, grounded out and struck out in the game. Sudruth Scott to get his composure again here and come back, be gritty. Here's the 0-1. That ball way inside hits Weto. So a hit batter. And that will bring to the plate Nico Holm. 
Now uh, Mike Littlewood out of the dugout, and that's going to be it for Sudruth. So going to the bullpen again. We'll take another two-minute break. Be back with uh, more Cougar baseball action right after this on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. Zach Walsh is running now at first base. He takes over for Boeto. And Nico Holm, the left fielder, steps in. He has walked and grounded out in the game. Brett Parkinson for the Cougars uh, in. Brett uh, threw a two-thirds of an inning uh, last night, gave up a, a hit. He threw 12 pitches. The Cougars need to settle down right here and stop any more scoring. Pitches outside for a ball. This is always the time when you just go back to the more fundamental, basic things of baseball. Throw strikes, play good defense, don't make any mental errors. One ball, no strikes account to home. And the pitch is outside for ball two. Parkinson threw an inning up in Salt Lake on Tuesday, through, as we mentioned, two-thirds last night. You know, it's funny, Brent, when a team struggles a little bit, whether it be during the game or in games as they go through the season, it's one thing to react when guys are hitting your pitching staff. Timeout called by the uh, the batter at the plate. That's one thing because you're as a, as a player on the field defensively, you always say to yourself, well, we've got other pitchers. They can come in and make a change and, and stop whatever's happening. But when your pitchers all just keep throwing balls... Pitch is over for a strike, two and one. Good pitch right there. But if they keep throwing balls, you know, and can't find the strike zone, that that just gets you down quick. Takes any momentum you may have had away, and you have to kind of regenerate everything all over again. Two balls and a strike to uh, Nico Holm. The throw to first and uh, the runner back in. Parkinson leads the Cougars now with uh, this will be his uh, 14th appearance of the year, 2.40 earned run average. He's got 16 strikeouts, Parkinson, and 15 innings of work. So he's been a valuable asset out of that bullpen for the Cougars this year. It's just off the plate, three and one. Yeah, and he's an interesting young kid physically. He's had a lot of things happen, hasn't he? Yeah, he's had some labor issues. He's a transfer out of Salt Lake Community. He's uh, playing his senior year here for BYU. Great kid. Really a very personal, one of the leaders on this team. And the 3-1 pitch. Ball hit out toward Anderson. Brennan's got it. He'll flip the ball over to Sneeman and uh, Santa Clara retired in the inning. But they got three runs on three hits. No errors, one man left. We are through five and a half. 3-2, Broncos over the Cougars on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. New pitcher for Santa Clara, number 14, Luke Martin Resnick. He is a junior out of Playa del Rey, California. 6'4", 205-pounder into the ballgame. So both starters out of the ballgame now. And Resnick comes in. Erlinson is the pitcher of record, and he takes goes to the dugout with the lead, 3-2. Dave Clausen will lead it off. He'll be followed by Perns and then Anderson. 
you can tell that Rusty Filter manages like a pitcher, a player pitcher. You notice that he could have made that change earlier. There's a ground ball foul down the first base side. But he waits until they're ahead so his pitcher isn't in the loss category. Not a bad idea. Smart thing to do. Luke Martin Resnick is a uh, – he started three games. He's This will be his ninth appearance. Pitch is down low. In 17 innings of work, has uh, given up 24 hits, 10 runs. Opponents are hitting 329 off of uh, Resnick. Pitches up high, ball two. Good at bat so far for Clausen. Being very selective, not being over aggressive, showing patience at the plate, waiting for a pitch he can handle. 2 1 pitch, that ball's grounded foul down the first base side. Have to throw that ball out of play as it got on the turf and go rub it down, get that uh, excess water off it as it, it continues to, to rain pretty steadily here. Yeah, it's coming down pretty good. 2-2 two, two pitch to Clawson. Fly ball. Left fielder Nico Holm is under it. And he'll make the catch for out number one. Clawson bring got, Jarrett Perns. Clawson got a little bit under that, trying to do the right thing by hitting the ball on the outside part of the plate to the opposite field. Line drives will be more effective right now, wouldn't you think, Brent? Hit the ball hard on the ground, line drives. It, that's always the case. First pitch is over for a strike to Perns. Makes it harder to hit a ball out in this rain. And it's it's heavy enough to stop things from flying. The 0-1 is uh, down low. Here's the 1-1 pitch to Jarrett Perns. That ball is lined into center field. Base hit. Jarrett's... Uh, Two for two now on the day with a couple of RBIs. Very productive day for the Cougar center fielder, Perns. I like his approach. I like the way he handles himself on the field. He just kind of quiet and goes about his business getting hits, doesn't he, Brent? Plays solid center field. I'll bring Anderson to the plate. The uh, Broncos will host Pepperdine next week. Cougars on the road to uh, Portland next week. First pitch to Brennan off speed over for a strike. Look at a straight change. Straight change out outside part of the plate. Brennan was not expecting an off speed pitch right there. Looking fastball the whole way. 0-1-1. Anderson swings and misses 0-2. Bronco staff has held these Cougars without a home run in the first game and a half. As Brennan, uh, two home runs on the year, 19 RBIs. He is a one for three today. One of those home runs was a grand slam, right? Yeah. It's a quick throw to first base. And uh, back in safely is Perns. Boy, it's so easy in these conditions when you're trying to catch and especially when you're trying to pick guys off to let a slick ball just get away from you. And the next thing you know, you've thrown it all the way down the right field or left field line. There's the 1-2 to Anderson. That ball's fouled up and off the, the backstop here. Brennan uh, grounded out in the first, single in the second. Grounded into a double play in the fourth. 
That's one thing. Good thing about the field is that you can keep playing on it, but the balls still get just as wet as they used to. One, two to Anderson. Ball foul at the plate. Cougars about hit the Broncos 8-5, but they're behind in the scoreboard 3-2. You know, I always thought, Brent, that a Major League Baseball team, when they play a nine-inning game, I, I often wondered how many balls they went through. Quick throw to the bag again, safely back in. And I was reading the other day that the average for a Major League Baseball team per nine-inning game is they go through seven dozen balls in that period of time. I thought it would have been a lot more. Yeah. Well, they don't – I think if balls hit, they usually throw it out of play. Oh, yeah, a lot of them just foul ball down the – Anything foul down the lines that an outfielder gets, he flips it into the well, crowd. And at the end of every inning, yeah, the ball's thrown up into the crowd by whoever the fielder is that has it. That pitch is down low. Two and two the count to Anderson. Michael Pratsker, a, a sophomore right-hander, is throwing for Santa Clara. Yeah, you described it right. It's a steady rain right now. Not too heavy, not light, but just steady. Two balls, two strikes to uh, Anderson. And here's Resnick's pitch, and that's down low, ball three. Good at bat so far by Brendan Anderson. Runs the count full. See if this pitcher has enough confidence to throw an off-speed pitch with a full count. Three and two. Here's the pitch to Anderson. Ball hit pretty well. Right fielder going back. He's going. He's still going back. He's looking up, and this ball is out of here. Two-run home run by Brennan Anderson. That ball really carried well to right center field, and the Cougars have retaken the lead now, 4-3. to three. That ball just kept sailing, didn't it? That ball got up, in the, up high. Anderson didn't hit it that hard. Didn't sound that good off the bat, but that ball just kept floating and floating and floating and just barely made it over the fence. Right fielder went up on that big 10-foot wall but was unable to pull it back in. And the Cougars score two of their own here in the six. That's a nice way of answering that Santa Clara three. (laughs) Absolutely. Good at bat by Brennan Anderson right there. Made sure he was patient at the plate, ran the count to full, and then hits a ball over the right field wall. Sneeman pops it up foul out of play. You can see Anderson's power right there going the opposite way. His third home run of the year. He now has 21 RBIs on the year. You got Anderson with 21, Sneeman with 20, Sue and Hale, or Sue with 21, and uh, Brock Hale with 22. So all those guys hovering right around that 20 RBI mark. 0-2 the count to Schneeman. Here's Resnick's pitch. That's down low for a ball. No reason to get over anxious here. You only got a one-run lead. We're still in the we're in the seventh inning. Schneeman's got to be patient, just like Anderson was. Get a good pitch to hit hard. Schneeman pops this one foul out of play. Well, a doubleheader here today due to the inclement weather tomorrow. They decided to get uh, try to get two in here today. It's supposed to lighten up as the uh, afternoon uh, moves forward. Pitch is well outside, ball two. 
Yeah, so was, the second game will be at 6 o'clock tonight. For those of you out there listening, come on down to the ballpark. I was surprised they thought the weather today would be better than tomorrow. 2-2 two, two pitch. Fly ball. Center fielder coming over. Right fielder coming together. And the right fielder, uh, Matt Smithwick, uh, makes the play for out number two. And that will bring Brian Sue to the plate. Last night, the forecast was for... Uh, Heavy, heavy rain on, on Saturday, so I think they probably, well, you never know. You know, you think they'd make the right call. Well, yeah, they had to see better weather today than tomorrow. I think they did the right thing. First pitch to Sue is over for a strike. If you're not sure and you wait, you don't have any options. Yeah, from six on, just a 20% chance. And then tomorrow bounces back up into the 70% chance of rain here in Provo. One ball, one strike now to Brian Sue. Cougars uh, have scored two in the inning to lead 4-3. Sue hits this ball hard, third baseman. Gobbles it up, throws the first, throws a little bit high, Good and Sue slide. went in underneath the uh, the bad throw and the tag by Jake Brote. Well, I talked about that last night. There were a he couple did. of Cougars that were, you know, swipe tags, and as a, as a base runner, you need to be aware of when you can see that guy jumping, you should get down. Absolutely. If he's not in a crouched position to take the throw, and you've already seen him come off the bag to jump, Sua did a really nice job there of going down to avoid the swipe tag. Brock Hale steps in. Slow curve drops in for a strike. Brock is uh, one for two today. Walked in the first, single in the third, and struck out in the fifth. Good piece of base running right there by Sua. Smart. Pitch is uh, on the outside corner for a call strike two. Brock Hill, seven home runs on the year to lead the Cougars. And here's the pitch, and Hale hammers one foul down the right field side. He didn't dare let that pitch go, too close to being a called strike. But did you notice, Brent, how hard it was for him to get to that pitch? This umpire's calling a lot of pitches up and away as strikes. Pitch to Hale. That ball is grounded foul down the third baseline. That was much better patience by Brock, too. You notice he's staying back. Didn't get the entire barrel on that pitch. It was a little inside. But he's staying back and thinking, you know, I can get to the fastball. This guy doesn't throw it hard enough to throw it by me. But I can't get my weight off balance out of my front foot and be fooled by a breaking ball. Here's the 0-2. That's down low. Ball and a strike to the Cougar right fielder, Brock Hale. He's hitting 342 as he steps in. He lead, leading the Cougars uh, with... Uh, 22 RBI. He's got a couple of guys nipping at his heels. That pitch is up high for ball two. I love to watch Brock hit a ball in the gap somewhere and watch him run from home plate to second base. He is so smooth and so fast, so good. Two balls, two strikes. Pitch to Hale. That ball's looped down the left field line. That's a fair ball. Sue around second base. And they're going to try to score him. No, they're going to hold him. They had him coming, and then right at the last (laughs) second, Coach Littlewood put the brakes on Sue. So runners at second and third, and that will bring Brown to the plate. 
Well, my adrenaline started flowing yeah. right there when I saw Coach Littlewood <laughs> saying, come on, because that would have been not good. A good relay there by the left fielder, Nico Holm. Got the ball to the shortstop, and a good throw home definitely would have had uh, Sue. And here we've got that same situation, two men in scoring position, but two outs. This is where the Cougars can make giant improvements in team performance by coming through in the clutch. Brown steps in, first pitch way inside ball one. Jake was hit by a pitch in the uh, first inning. Flew to left in the third and walked in the fifth. I'm sure he's still feeling that plunking from getting hit earlier. That got him in a, it was a nasty spot to get hit in. Yeah, took one right on the right thigh. And here's the 1-0 pitch to Brown. That's again down low for ball two. Brown's a good hitter in this position. Two outs, runners in scoring position. First base is open, and they're going righty-lefty, so they're not going to... You're not going to worry about getting too fine, but what you hope is that he makes a mistake, that Resnick makes a mistake, and Brown gets to it and hits it hard. Pitch to Brown. That's up high, ball three. Got to believe probably taking here, 3-0, with uh, Kringlin in the on-deck circle. Hey, how good of a job was it of Sua to put on the brakes that quick and scramble back to third base yeah, when he, Coach he, Littlewood he. stopped him, you know, four <laughs> steps down the line? Pitch to Brown on the inside corner for a strike. Yeah, there's no doubt uh, Brian Sue, when he came around the bag, he had the green light, and then about a half a second later, he had the, the red light up in a hurry, so he had to, <laughs> went down on his all fours and had to scramble back into third base. 3-1 pitch, line drive, center fielder going back. Crest Ooh. makes the play for the out. And the Cougars are retired. They got two runs. They got those two runs on... Three base hits. There was an error. Two runners left. We're through six. Four three Cougars over the Broncos on your new skin BYU Sports Network. Hey, Cougar Nation. It's Daniel Schneeman, shortstop at BYU, and you're listening to the new skin BYU Sports Network. Austin Ray steps in. He's 0 for 1 on the day. He is the number nine hitter in the lineup. Cougars lead 4 3 here in the. Uh, Top of the seventh inning. Pitches inside, one ball and one strike to Reyes. We're running out of innings, aren't we, Brent? Something big is going to happen here soon. We're going to see something break wide open. Red Parkinson on the hill, and the 1-1 pitch is over for a strike. Good pitch right there. Comes back to get ahead in the count by throwing a fastball down and a little bit away on the black part of the strike zone. Good pitch. Here's the 1-2. Parkinson's pitch is outside. We did find out what happened to the radar gun. It was a wire broke. The electric shop is trying to make another one. (laughs) Hopefully we'll have that gun back up for game two. Two balls, two strikes. That's up high, ball three. It's not the way we think, is it? We'd have to go out and buy one. We couldn't make one. We'd have to go hire somebody to come in and fix it. 3-2 3-2 from Parkinson. Ball hit up the middle. Sneeman over's got it. Throws the first. Throws high. That will be an infield single all the way as uh, Sneeman had really no chance to make the throw. That'll be a base hit by uh, Austin Reyes. Sneeman did a nice job just to get to that baseball. 
Yeah, on this turf, have you noticed that a lot of the infielders, their strategy in playing ground balls that are tough, you have to get up, they slide into them and then come back up, pop up, and do a 360 and try to throw the guy out. Schneeman was in that kind of whirling dervish state and couldn't pick up his target and threw it over his head into the fence protecting the Santa Clara dugout. Joe Beck steps in, and the first pitch is a little bit inside ball one. Beck showing bunt there. Yeah, and the Cougar bench is getting on the umpire a little bit. That pitch looked just like a good strike, and he calls it a ball. Must have been down. Parkinson from the stretch, and here is the 1-0 pitch. No, a quick throw to first base, and Reyes, who runs well, able to get back in safely. Other games will try to bring you updated uh, games as they start here. Pacific, that'll be an afternoon game at Pepperdine. Also, San Francisco at St. Mary's, that'll be an afternoon uh, game. All the other games under the lights in the West Coast Conference. The other games are LMU is at San Diego and Portland is at Gonzaga tonight. Drew Zimmerman, Cougar uh, right-handed throwing freshman, is down throwing in the pen. And there's a bunt down the third baseline, and it will roll foul. Really good bunt. I think the Cougars are very fortunate that thing will roll foul. They would have had a hard time throwing uh, Becked out, who runs well. Absolutely. That was a good bunt. Unfortunately, foul for Santa Clara. And I'm not sure there's any purpose of being too fine with a bunt that's just right on the line. You know, they're trying to move the runner from first to second, get it in fair territory. One ball, one strike to uh, Joe Becht. He is 0 for 3 today. He is 1 for 7 in the first couple of games here in the series. Becht uh, came in hitting at uh, 280, his batting average. Another throw to first, and uh, Parkinson almost threw that one away. Uh, Sue had to kind of reach over the diving base runner to catch that one. Yeah, the runner kind of blocked his range. Here's the 1-1. There's a bunt down the third baseline. Favero up that has only played a first base. And Beck uh, trips over the bag, goes down hard, pops back up, and he's back in the dugout. Good play, good sacrifice. Executed perfectly by Joe Beck. And the Cougars ran that play right, too, defensively. If you see the replay, you'll notice that Clausen, who's the catcher, was responsible for running down and covering third, and he was there in plenty of time. Deco Shea now steps in. He is uh, one for three today, single in the sixth, and came around to score the first run for Santa Clara. And uh, Mike Littlewood out, and that's going to be it for Rhett Parkinson. Drew Zimmerman is going to be brought into the ballgame. We'll take a 90-second break. Be back with more Cougar baseball action on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. Jason Decochet is the hitter, and he will go against Drew Zimmerman. Zimmerman came in last night for the Cougars, threw a third of an inning, walked a batter, and uh, picked up the save, or no, no saves, as uh, Zimmerman, the freshman Lehigh High School product with a 
protecting a one-run lead with a runner at second base for Santa Clara in the first pitch to Decochet, and that ball is knocked down by Anderson at second base, infield single. Anderson was played so far up the middle. Nice job by Brennan just to get a knock that ball down and prevent that run from scoring. Yeah, pretty good piece of hitting right there. The hitter sees that the infield is tilted to the middle and sees a pitch he can handle, hits it way to the right. But if Anderson doesn't get that, get to that, the runner scores. For a minute there, Brent, I thought he had a chance, and if he fielded it cleanly, could have thrown the runner out at first base. Jake Broach steps in. He is one for three. Runners at the corners for Santa Clara, top of the seventh. Cougars with a one-run lead, 4-3. And Drew Zimmerman in for his second uh, day of work for BYU. A swing and a miss. Zimmerman threw uh, nine pitches in last night's ball game, and he has kind of become the closer for this BYU team. That was a nasty pitch by Zimmerman. Breaking pitch, a lot of movement on it. Started in the middle of the plate, ends up being three or four inches outside. Oh, one again, a... Slider, Sue going over near the dugout of Santa Clara. That's going to stay in play, and he'll make the catch for out number two. Huge out right there for Zimmerman as he gets the always tough Jake Broat to pop out. Yeah, Zimmerman took advantage of Broat not being very selective in that at-bat. Makes a bad swing on a first-pitch breaking ball and then gets over-aggressive and Tries to do more with that pitch than he should have and pops it up. Big out. You're right, Brent. Big out for the Cougars right there. John Cresto now steps in. Cresto is 0 for 4, or 0 for 3 today. He's still looking for his first hit of the series, 0 for 6 overall. Flew out to uh, Kringlin and left his last time. Runner going. The ball foul at the plate. Interesting. They had. Uh, that is interesting, isn't it? Dikashea going on the pitch with a runner at third base but there's two men out and Clawson with a very good arm back there behind the plate for BYU. Clawson was not ready to throw a guy out at second base by the way. He was still down in a deep crouch. Well and Zimmerman's got to do a little better job of keeping that runner close. Absolutely. No balls and a strike. There goes the runner again. A swing and a miss. That ball in the dirt. So the runner advances but uh John Cresto down on the count now 0-2. Swung at a pitch that was a little bit out of the zone. And Cresto has trouble with breaking pitches away. No doubt we could see that uh, in last night's ball game. And here is Zimmerman and the 0-2. That's just off the plate. A ball and two strikes. Really good pitch right there by Zimmerman. That's been called a strike strike almost all afternoon. This is big for the Cougars to get out of this inning without giving up a run. Here's the one, two, way outside. Great job by Clawson. Go out and spear that pitch. It was well off the, the plate. Good thing about it, he got his body in front of that one. Yeah. Instead of reaching, he moved his feet, got his body. Oh, he's chuckling at Clawson because right there is a good example. He made a great block, and then he throws it back to the pitcher with the wrong foot forward. You know, he just gets it back. Doesn't matter where, what position his feet are in. 2-2 two, two pitch, swinging, strike three. Cresto goes down on strikes. Great job by Zimmerman. 
And the Cougars retire Santa Clara in the inning. No runs, two hits, no errors. Two big runners left on. We are through six and a half now. 4-3 Cougars over the Broncos on your new skin BYU Sports Network. Back here at uh, Larry Miller Field, uh, Keaton Kringler will lead it off. Kringlin, Favero, Clausen do up here in the bottom of the seventh. Great job by the young freshman, Drew Zimmerman. And, Jeff, he has been a he has been stout out of the bullpen this year for the Cougars. Yeah. Uh, really come in and done a nice job. Quite a story. Pop up down the right field line. Right fielder coming in. First baseman going out. Second baseman going out. And nobody able to make the play. And there's another break for the Cougars. That should have been caught. Gives Kringlin another chance at the plate. Big, big deal right there. You know, they got there, second baseman Reyes got there and then kind of had to slide to avoid running into the wall yep. and tried to do a little basket catch, and it hit off his body somewhere and just was unable to make the uh, the play for the out. You always wa- wonder what kind of communication they had going on down there because, really, the only play that's – that play's only going to be made by the second baseman. Kringlin hammers this one. Fair ball down the third baseline. That's extra bases for Keaton Kringlin. He's around first base. And he will end up at second base with a leadoff double here in the bottom of the seventh inning. And that just goes to show you how fickle and crazy this game is. Pop up down the right field line that 90% of the time is easily caught by the second baseman. Kringlin goes back, gets another chance, and doubles down the left field line. Good at bat by Kringlin. Keaton now one for three on the day. Nate Favero steps in. He's two for three, a pair of doubles, and he scored twice. Now Favero with an RBI opportunity. And the Cougars would love to get a little insurance here. I think they need it, don't you? I think they're going to have to have it. Yeah, I would agree. Santa Clara has really threatened in the last couple innings. First pitch to Favero was fouled off for strike one. So Sudruth went a third of an inning, Parkinson two-thirds, Zimmerman two-thirds. Sure you're going to see Zimmerman run out there again in the eighth as he only threw eight pitches. It was a good inning for him. Now we're going to have a pinch runner for Kringlin. Smart move right there, too. Kringlin coming out. And uh, Mitch McIntyre, he'll take over and left. McIntyre can really run. Good defensive outfielder. Two-run difference with six outs to get is a much, much better proposition than one with the same number. McIntyre, Stansbury High School product out of, out of Tooele. And he's come in and uh, made an impact on this team. Yeah, when I saw his name on the roster, I couldn't think of another guy from Tooele. Could you? Oh, the Pratt boys. Yeah. But Trent and his brothers. Yeah, that's a long <laughs> that's a long time ago, but I'm telling you, those kids could play. There were a, oh, they could play. There was a line of those brothers. That ball hit pretty well down the left field line. Left fielder going over in the in fair territory. He makes the play. McIntyre is gonna try to advance the third base and he's safe. So that's a, a sacrifice fly by Favero. Uh, <laughs> I can't help but like that. Coach Littlewood says, hey, this could be He's got to come up with the perfect catch, perfect foot positioning, and perfect throw if we're gonna if they're gonna make an out. He takes that chance, good risk to take. There's only a few guys on the team you probably would do that with, and McIntyre's one of them oh, yeah. with his tremendous speed. I think 
flat out, he's probably the quickest kid on the team as far as just overall speed. So you see the substitution, the base runner substitution makes a big difference. First pitch to Dave Clausen's down low ball one. Dave flew out to right field in the second, single in the fourth, and uh, flew out to left in the sixth. Infields in, patience is the key. Also often, if you swing at a pitch that's not in the strike zone, you hit something weak, which is exactly what Santa Clara is playing for. Here's the 1-0 to Clawson, and that ball's fouled down the first base side. We are in the bottom of the seventh. Cougars four runs on 11 hits. Santa Clara three runs on seven hits. There's been one error in the ball game, and that was uh, a throwing error on the third baseman. Decochea for the Broncos. A ball and a strike. Pitch to Dave Clausen is well outside for ball one. With a double header today, Clausen will get the start here in game one. Noah Hill will get the start in game two. I don't think Santa Clara likes this matchup with Prasker and Clausen at all. He's going to be real careful. Pitch to Clausen, hammered foul. See, the shortstop's backed up about five steps after being in on the grass part of the infield. Now he's backing up a little more. Which doesn't really make any sense. They're going to play mid-level or even close to that at second base and shortstop. Shift a little bit, take advantage of inside pitching, and hope Clausen pulls the ball. David right here just got to get a hold of it. Put it in play. Pretty good chance you're going to score a run. Fly ball outfield is what you're looking for. 2-2 pitch. That's down low. 3-2. Santa Clara wanted that pitch. All 11 of them now. <laughs> they brought a sign with them. I saw they had a sign unfold over by the dugout yesterday. They put it away today, maybe because of the rain. But uh, pretty good following here. Yeah. Three and two, the count. Here's the pitch to Clausen. Fouls it straight back. Gritty right there. That ball wasn't really a strike, but it was close enough that Clausen wasn't going to let it go without making contact. Yeah, Dave's... Uh, had some good at-bats today. Has one hit, but he's been up there aggressive and put some good swings on. Well, this is his biggest bat of the day so far. His biggest at-bat of the day. Here's the 3-2. Clawson pops it up. Third baseline. Shortstop going out. Third baseman will make the play for out number two. So a big put-out right there by Santa Clara, and that will bring uh, Jarrett uh, Perns to the plate. Jarrett is two for two today. He's gotten two RBIs and he scored one of the Cougars' four runs. So Perns a great day for the center fielder. I'll tell you, if there's one characteristic you want to have to be a good baseball player, it's grit. And Perns has got that grittiness about him that you really like. First pitch to Perns is over the outside corner for a strike. There's no quitting this kid. He's always giving it his best. Here's the 0-1. That's over for call strike two. Resnick a couple of good strike thrown right there on the outside part of the plate. As Perns will climb back in now, behind in the count, 0-2. Rain has really kind of stopped now here in Provo. Pitches outside. 
One and two the count. Cougars will go on to Portland. No midweek game next week. On to Portland. Uh, then they'll play the University of Arizona the next Tuesday. Then they've got the next weekend off uh, with finals. One-two pitch to Perns. Fouls it straight back. Good patience by Perns on a breaking ball. Did not let himself get his weight out on his left foot out front. Stayed back on it. Had a good swing at a curveball that might have been a little up, but nevertheless, he couldn't let it go. Burns steps back in. One ball, two strikes. Pitch to Perns is fouled off again. Gritty at bat, isn't it, Brent? He's fighting his way through this. You know, I was talking to a player the other day and asking him if he liked playing on artificial turf better than real grass. I said, what's the difference when it comes to something like sliding? And he said, oh, you'd be surprised. This artificial turf, you, turf, you can slide a long yeah, way. Especially when it's a little wet. you got to start your slide a lot earlier. <laughs> he said he loved it. Here's the pitch to Perns, and that's outside. I asked another kid what he thought, and his his observation was really pretty unique. He said, I really love it, but there's one thing I miss. He said, the smell of the grass. Here's the pitch. Swinging strike three. Burns goes down, and the Cougars can't do anything with the leadoff double by Kringlin. No runs, one hit, no errors, one man left. We are through seven complete now. 4-3. Cougars over Santa Clara on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. BYU Baseball is brought to you by Lube Duck. Quick oil change, emissions, and inspections. Now let's take you out to the ballpark with Brent Norton. Jake McNichols, the hitter. 1-1 count on McNichols. He is a 1-for-3 today. Struck out looking his last time up. Drew Zimmerman on the hill for the Cougars. And here's the 1-1 pitch. A swing and a miss. 1-2. and two. McNichols, a sophomore out of Napa, California. 2-12 hitter on the year. Big swinger. You can see he's got power. Four home runs, 17 RBIs. Here's the pitch. is up a little bit high. 2-2. Two and two. I like Zimmerman's composure on the mound, don't you? No, oh, there's nothing. no doubt. No, no, no situation's too big for this kid. Nothing bothers him. He's real placid, real even-tempered. 2-2 two, two pitch just fouled off. Had a terrible arm uh, problem his last year at uh, Lehigh High School and has a plate and like yeah. seven screws in his elbow. He's got some hardware in there. You can see the big scar he showed me one day, and uh, but I'll tell you, this kid can really throw the baseball. 2-2 pitch. Strike three called. Good slider. Had McNichols really back on his heels, one man out. And did you notice that the scouting report on McNichols is obviously can't hit the ball up in the zone? And Zimmerman threw every pitch, all five of them, up in the zone. Did exactly what he was supposed to do. As a result, he gets a strikeout. Matt uh, Smithwick steps in. He had won the opposite way for a home run his last time up there, a three-run shot. That's been all the runs uh, Santa Clara has been able to to score in the game. That ball stayed up in the air a long time too, didn't it? Smithwick, uh, there's a ball hit out to Sue. He's got it. He'll shovel the ball to the Zimmerman, the Cougar reliever, for out number two. 
Suwin had to go down on both knees to make the play and was on his knees when he shoveled the ball to Zimmerman. Good yeah. good athletic play by both players. Yeah, Zimmerman got over, gave him plenty of time to find the target and make a good throw. Two men out. Tony Huerta will step in. That play gets I think tough. We have, we got a, I think we've got a uh, – no, it's it's Boeto back in there. No, it isn't Boeto. Let's, uh, we'll try to get a number on this kid. First pitch is inside for ball 18 for Santa Clara. That's Evan Haberly. He was the DH yesterday. Yesterday in the, in the ball game, he was uh, 0 for 3. He's pinch hitting here in the eighth inning. There's a the ball hit down to Favero. Nate gobbles it up, throws the first for the out, and an easy inning for Zimmerman here. Right in. in the eighth. We're through seven and a half. Four three Cougars over Santa Clara on your new skin BYU Sports Network. Brendan Anderson on the first pitch swings and hits a one hopper out to DeCochea, who makes the play for out number one. So one pitch, one out here in the bottom of the eighth inning for the Cougars. And that will bring uh, Schneeman to the plate. Daniel is one for four. Cougars could use an insurance run. Got to be a little more patient, be selective, get some runners on base. First pitch to Schneeman is outside for a ball. Prasker has not proven yet that he can be consistent throwing strikes. Now Prasker, this is his 15th appearance. Pitch is over for a strike. One and one the count. 4.20 earned run average. Uh, he's thrown 15 innings. Giving up uh, 14 hits. Pitch to Schneeman's outside for a ball. Cougars four runs, 11 hits. Santa Clara three runs on seven base hits. Game two scheduled here at uh, 6 o'clock uh, this afternoon. So if you're out listening, you want to come out and catch a little baseball tonight, hopefully the rain stops and get you here and enjoy a little uh, West Coast Conference baseball, BYU and Santa Clara. It's worth coming just to see this new field. 3-1 pitch. That's over for a strike. Again, broadcasting on uh, BYU Radio, Sirius Channel 143. Also uh, ESPN 960 and uh, the WTV Network. little looper down the left field line. That ball will fall over near the Cougar bullpen. Out of play. First game I watched this year, Brent, sitting down behind the uh, backstop on the third base side, I heard a woman say, I don't know how those... Those guys who mow get those stripes in there so good. Yeah, most people that come into the park can't tell. I don't think they can tell. We've got an all-turf field, not a bit of dirt. Sneeman pops one up, center field. John Cresto out there coming in, and he'll make the catch for the out. Two men out. Brian Sue steps in. Cougars got one in the second, one in the fourth, two in the sixth, and the the two in the sixth, the difference maker has been the Brennan Anderson two-run home run that gave the Cougars the 4-3 lead. Brian Sue, he's still looking for his first base hit. He's 0 for 3 today, and the first pitch is over for a strike. Atzker's pitch to Sue is a little bit low for a ball. 
mentioned a couple of uh, updates. San Francisco at St. Mary's has been postponed due to rain in the Bay Area. They'll play a doubleheader on Sunday. Pacific leading Pepperdine by a score of 2 to nothing in the first inning. So every team in the conference uh, definitely improved, especially the bottom guys, Pacific, uh, San Francisco right now, 8-1 and on the year, really the surprise of yeah, the league. That really is a surprise. Every team has at least four losses but two teams. And, uh, boy, that's just uh, everybody in contention. Sue hits this ball foul down the third baseline. Cougars four and six. Uh, so is Santa Clara. And there's four teams with five losses. So it's just a, a jumbled mess right now. Everybody in play as Sue swings and misses at a fastball. And Pratsker with a good eighth here for Santa Clara. We'll go to the ninth. 4-3. Cougars up over the Broncos on your new skin BYU Sports Network. What's up, BYU fans? This is second baseman Brennan Anderson, and you're here listening on the new skin BYU Sports Network. Grant Malin steps in as a pinch hitter and rockets one into right field base hit by Malin. So the potential tying run on base. And we're going to have another pinch hitter. Looks like number 11, Austin Fisher, a senior out of Dublin, California. And I would think Fisher would probably be up there bunning, trying to get that potential tying run up into scoring position. That's the only and first bad pitch that Drew Zimmerman has thrown. He left a pitch just too good up in the strike zone. Too easy to hit hard. Brennan Anderson at second base did not get a great jump on that ball either. He was only a couple inches away from catching it. Fisher steps in and he gets hit. Right in the nose. I don't know if that hit him in the helmet or got a piece of him, but right now the uh, trainer's out. Uh, Rusty Fielder, the head coach, is out. As uh, Fisher came in, and the first pitch uh, that he saw coming up, that got a piece of him. And unfortunately for Fisher right there, boy, took one right. Looked like it hit the bill of his helmet and then glanced down, hit him in the nose. Yeah, because didn't you? I thought I heard cap hit sound. So it's hit the bill of his hitting helmet and come down and either got him on the nose or cheek. Fisher, a 5'8", 170-pound senior, Dublin, California. As the uh, Broncos are going to have runners at first and second base, nobody out. And the Cougars right now clinging to a one-run lead here in game one of this doubleheader. Tough kid. I mean, how would you like to be called off the bench, go pinch hit, and if you have to, take one in the head, the eye, cheek. Hope he's okay. So the runner is hit, or the batter is hit, and he's still laying at home plate as they're applying some pressure to his nose to try to get that uh, bleeding stopped. He's going to be all right. Yeah, Looks like he took a hit to the bridge of his nose yeah, on right the, the left side. His nose and his nose is just uh, bleeding. He's got a little uh, laceration right up there on the top of his nose. So Zimmerman, on two pitches, gives up a single and then hits a batter. 
inning couldn't have started that any worse for BYU. No, you're in the top of the ninth inning and three outs away. And this is getting to be almost typical for these games, isn't it? There's no you. such thing as an easy no. win anymore or late, good late innings. Yeah, it, uh, this Cougar team is, hasn't made anything easy this year, doesn't seem like. Still working on uh, Fisher. We'll uh, we'll send it back, take a 90-second break, and be back with more Cougar baseball action right after this on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. Well, Austin Fisher still at home plate. Trying to battle off the effects of that uh, being hit by a pitch. As the Broncos are going to have runners at first and second base and nobody out here. They're having a tough time getting this kid taken care of, getting the bleeding stopped. And, you know, you, you're worried about Fisher. You hope he's going to be all right. He's moving his hand, his right hand around. He's conversing with the trainer. Looks like there are three trainers there, one from BYU, isn't it? Yeah. Now Fisher up, uh, crowd giving him a, a round of applause here. Yeah, somebody support him. He's wheezy. Yeah. He could lose his footing any minute. As he will be helped off by uh, both the Santa Clara trainers. So runners at first and second base. We're going to have a uh, runner at uh, third, uh, first base. Is, uh, it's like number 20. That's uh, Anthony Jeremiah. So he'll run for Fisher. And there are a lot of towels that have blood on them right down near home plate, as those no, on WTV can out, see, but the, no here, one's gloved up yet to now, come out and get them. Here come the, the staff for the BYU, gloved up, grabbing the towels. And That's right. Now they have to clean the carpet. Clean the turf up. Zimmerman with a long delay here. I imagine they're going to give him a few, couple of warm-up pitches here. Joe Beck, an excellent bunner, the leadoff hitter for Santa Clara, is the next guy up. Beck had a sacrifice bunt his last time up. He's 0 for 3 today. And you know he's going to be bunting here to try to move those potential tying and go-ahead runner on in uh, scoring position. And I'm sure Coach Littlewood, who's already been out on the mound, talking to the infielders, pitcher and catcher, has told them, here's what we're going to do to defense this bunt. Now the Cougars have to execute properly. Kenny Sines is down throwing for the Cougars. Uh, The lefty, number 21. And Zimmerman says, I'm ready. Let's go. So the Cougars uh, will try to defend this sacrifice bunt from uh, Joe Becht. Bechtel step in, the, a left-handed hitter with a runner at second base, runner at first base, nobody out, top of the ninth. Cougars with a one-run lead. And the first pitch is outside for a ball. Cougar, Cougars are defending by keeping the third baseman at third base, which means that Zimmerman 
And Sua have to defend this bunt and must really charge hard and take their sides of the infield. 1-0 the count. Here's Zimmerman. And the pitch, and that's up high for ball two. So Drew Zimmerman has given up a hit. He's walked a batter. He's, now he's gone 2-0 and oh on the count to Joe Beck. Trouble fighting the strike zone right now. That pitch is up high, ball three. Might not be a bad idea for Clawson to walk out and just say something that changes the feel, changes the tempo a little bit. Beck uh, steps out as uh, he looks over at his coach, uh, Rusty Filter. Now has the sign. Three balls and no strikes. Here is Zimmerman's pitch. That's over for a strike, three and one. Beck taking all the way there. Yeah, that was a that was a uh, iffy pitch for a strike right there. Looked a little up to me. Got a good call from the umpire. Three and one. Pitch is bunted foul down the third baseline. So now three two count. Decisions. decisions. It'll be interesting to see if they bunt him here with two two strikes on him. This guy has pretty good control of the bat. You'd think they're still going to bunt. Joe Beck, a senior, one of the leaders of this team. He's got the sign from his coach. He'll step back in. And here is Zimmerman's pitch. Pop-up. Favero going over. And that ball will land out of play. And he's swinging away there. And uh, Beck just able to get a piece of it. Well, he was not bunting, Brent. Coach Filter says we're going to take some chances. He's got to come in with a pretty good fastball, pretty good strike. See if he can hit it hard somewhere. Well, the rain's gone away here as it's turned out to be a pretty nice day. And here's a 3-2. High and tight, ball four. So bases loaded for the Broncos and... uh, the Bronco third baseman coming up. He singled his last two times up. Tico Shea, sophomore out of Redondo Beach, California. Cougars bring their infield in kind of partway on this kind of turf. That's probably enough if a ball's hit sharply enough to you. Still throw the guy at home where they're currently playing. Tying run at third base, and the first pitch is over for a strike. Boy, right here, you're, you're thinking strikeout. you got to be thinking strikeout if you're a pitcher. Oh, absolutely. Anything else is going to give up a run unless it's something hit really hard at either corner. Here's the 0-1. Swinging. Strike two. Good slider there. Pico Shea way over the top of that pitch. 0-2. Zimmerman's got to be thinking throw the ball down in the strike zone. Lawson's got to give him enough confidence that he can miss down low and he'll smother anything in the dirt. Here's the 0-2. Ball hit up toward uh, Schneeman. He's up with it. He throws home and the runner's out. Throws a little bit high. Rusty Filder, the head coach, coming out and arguing with the uh, 
home plate umpire thought maybe Clawson's foot had come off home plate. One man out, and Jake Broke steps in. We don't have the right angle to see what happened there, but everyone down on the field had it. We can see from the replay. He's not arguing. Filter's not arguing enough to make a big difference. He's still saying one out, bases juiced. And Jake Broke, if you're Filter, this is the guy you want up in this situation. He is one for four today. You've got to throw him down. He will go in against uh, Drew Zimmerman, and the first pitch is up high, ball one. Got to keep the ball down in the strike zone, preferably slightly away on the plate, make him reach a little bit. Yeah, Clawson came off the plate but then came back on top of the plate before the runner crossed. Throwed a big swing and a miss. Great pitch by Zimmerman. Slider down and a breaking away from the hitter. Broad steps back in. Kid's got eight home runs this year. Here's the one. One a swing and a miss. One and two the count. Boy, and Zimmerman went upstairs with a little bit off that fastball. Brought, brought, just did not see it coming. Way out on his front foot. Awkward swing. Here's the pitch from Zimmerman. Ball hit pretty well. Right fielder coming in. He's not going to get there. One run will score on the single by Jake Broat. And we've got a tie score 4-4. See, Broat just kind of went a little defensive there. Just got his bat on the ball and hit it in front of uh, Brock Hill out there in right. RBI single. Yeah, and Zimmerman left a fastball up in the zone. A little bit outside on the plate. So the game is tied, and Cresto steps in. He's 0 for 4 with a pair of strikeouts. Cougars back in the infield looking for the double play ground ball. And here's the pitch. A little bit high, ball one. So Santa Clara on a two singles, a walk, and a hit batter have tied it up here in the ninth. Presto fouls that one straight back, one and one. The Cougars looking to get out of the inning by turning a double play. Another reason why Zimmerman's got to keep the ball down so he can get a ground ball, give him a chance. Ball and a strike to John Cresto. And the pitch is a swing and a miss. One ball and two strikes. Zimmerman's Zimmerman's either throwing really good, nasty, tough-to-hit pitches, or he's, you know, on the extreme the other way. Hit batsman, balls way up out of the strike zone. In the one-two, way outside, two and two the count. Zimmerman now up to uh, 41 pitches in this outing. This is a big pitch right here, 2-2 two, two and one out. Doesn't want to go to full count. Got to make a good pitch. 2-2 two, two pitch way outside again, ball three. Potential go-ahead run at uh, third base for the Broncos. And we've got a full count, three and two. 
And John Cresto will step back in. Got to strike him right, right here to get to two-out point. Here's the pitch. Swinging strike three. Zimmerman comes back with a big strikeout pitch. Good pitch by Zimmerman right there. Now Jake McNichols will come up. Took a little off that pitch, kept it down in the strike zone, fooled the hitter. McNichols won for four. His only hit came back in the second, and he is single. He struck out looking the last two times up. And here's the pitch from uh, Drew Zimmerman. That's a little off the plate for ball one. And McNichols, you'll notice, is just really crowding yeah, the plate. Right Way on top of toes right up on the inside part of the batter's box line. Zimmerman's got to be careful. He doesn't try to buzz him inside and accidentally hit him. Got to throw inside out. 1-0 pitch is down low, ball two. And Drew looks like he's got a little better command of his breaking pitch right now than he does his fastball. Well, what surprises me, Brent, is how abrupt the change was in his pitching from the eighth to the ninth. 2-0 pitch, that's up high, ball three. Three balls, no strikes to Jake McNichols. Nothing and matters but a strike right here. Here's Zimmerman's pitch. That's over for a strike, three and one. McNichols taking all the way on that one. Zimmerman's still cool and calm on the mound, just having trouble finding the strike zone half the time. Here's a 3-1. Ball grounded foul down the third baseline, and the count goes full, 3-2. and two. Those two inside fastballs have been his two best pitchers in the ninth inning. Came in on the hands but didn't go in too tight. Tough pitches to hit, especially when McNichols is jammed up against the plate so tightly. 3-2, and two, the young freshman long look in at uh, Clawson. McNichols steps back in. Here's a 3-2. Swinging strike three. Zimmerman works his way out of it. Unbelievably striking out the last two batters, both on 3-2 counts. (laughs) That's a gutsy little performance right there. We'll go to the bottom of the ninth, all tied up 4-4, BYU and Santa Clara on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. Brock Hale's going to lead it off for the Cougars. We've got a wild one going here tonight, just like we did last <laughs> night. Cougars went 2-1 last night. We're all tied up at 4-4 here in the bottom of the ninth. It's almost deja vu all over again, huh, with Hale coming up. Boy, what a great job by Zimmerman. It was just a pitch away from walking in the go-ahead run, and he struck out a couple of pretty good hitters. As Pratsker's first pitch to Brock Hale is down a little bit low for ball one. Hale, Brown, and Kringlin do up here for the Cougars. Yeah, that performance by Zimmerman was start off really bad and come back really good. There's a curveball that drops in. Cougars uh, have uh, Burrup and Signs, both left-handers, who are getting ready in the pen. Brock Hill, a big swing, foul tips it back into the catcher's glove. And a little bit up. Hill... Uh, down on the count now, one ball, two strikes. Brock picked up that rotation really well. Saw it all the way. It was a slow breaking ball, but too, hard, too up high to really hit hard. Brock uh, fouls the pitch off. 
Brock hitting 348 as he steps in. He's two for three today, a single and a double. He doubled his last time up. Kratzker's gone two innings, given up one hit, has two strikeouts. That hit was to Hale, a double. Hale's got to protect right here. Pitch way outside, two and two. Hale, uh, the leader on this team with uh, 22 RBIs, also the leader with seven home runs. He was the hero last night offensively. That pitch is over for a call strike three. Hale knew it. Yeah, came in with a fastball that surprised him in a good spot on the plate. Hale didn't even make an attempt. I'll bring up Jake Brown. Brown 0 for 2. Last time up, he flew out to uh, center field. Santa Clara playing very deep in the outfield, trying to take away any extra base hits. And the first pitch to Brown is up high, ball one. Bratzker is 15th appearance. He's been impressive here today. Yeah, he's done what he was supposed to do. Here's the 1-0 pitch. That's outside. Here again, I love the way Brown approaches his at-bats. You know, he never swings at bad pitches. So almost always when pitchers tried to get him to swing at pitches off the plate, he gets ahead in the count. Puts him in a much better position to see a pitch he can hammer hard somewhere. 2-0 pitch to Brown is fouled straight back. Mitch McIntyre is in the on-deck circle. He took was run, running for Kringlin the last time when Keaton hit his uh, double. So he'll get his first at bat of the series. And here's the 2-1 pitch to Brown. That's a little bit outside. Ball three. Cougars... Uh, Looking for a base runner here, any way they can get one. Giving up and out already, really important. Kratzker's pitch is down low, ball four. So Brown, potential winning run at first base. And Mitch McIntyre. They're going to run now for Brown. Kyle Dean is going to come in and run for uh, Jake Brown. That's a big walk for Brown. Gives the Cougars a base runner. Who knows what could happen? We saw it last night. Air makes all the difference in the world. Getting the outfield very deep. As deep as you're ever going to see an outfield play, <laughs> especially with McIntyre. I mean, he's got a little bit of pop, but. And not taking any chances. Let balls drop in front of them, but nothing is going to get over their heads. One man out, and McIntyre steps in. First pitch up high, ball one. Prasker's having a little trouble now finding the strike zone. These games get tight. Pitchers show the first signs of reaction. Can't find the strike zone. He's up to 43 pitches. He's normally, you look at his stats, and he's usually about an inning guy every outing. He's way over his regular pitch count. Here's the one ball pitch, and that's way high and outside for ball two. And now the head coach for Santa Clara, Rusty Fielder out to talk with his uh, reliever. Was trying to get the umpire's attention to make sure that, you know, it was his first visit. Yeah, he wanted (laughs) to know how many he had him down for before he went out there. Right. How about the new Major League rule? Only six mound visits per game. I love it. I do too. I think it's proven that it's speeding the game up. I I like it. need to do that here in the college game. I like it. So 2-0 the count to McIntyre. 
you know what really slows games down? After all those studies, they found out the biggest factor was the time between the third out and when the teams actually let go of the oh. first pitch in the next inning. I mean, you see infielders who go into the dugout and get a drink and yeah. wipe their brow and then finally get ready and go out onto the field. You know, in the college game, it's normally 90 seconds. I know in the pro game, it's at least another minute. That pitch is up high. Boy, big lead by Kyle Dean right there as he had to dive back into the back. No throw was made, but not Kyle necessary. Had a huge secondary lead. Not necessary. The worst thing in the world would be with one out man on first base to get picked off. 3-0 count. McIntyre surely will be taking this pitch. Trying to get himself on base. And that's up high ball four. So four consecutive pitches, McIntyre walks. And that's going to bring Favero to the plate. Nate's a couple of doubles in the game. He is will step in. He's two for four in the ball game. Flew out his last time, but a very productive out as he moved the runner up to third base. Boy, now's the time to be patient. You've got Prasker on the mound. He's really having trouble finding the strike zone. And now you've got to bring the outfield in, and they have because you can't. I mean, uh, you know, you you just got to play normal outfield depth to take away something, a little dumping over the infield that that will beat you. Yeah, they've got to be able to make a play on anything in front of them. So the Cougars, with a walk-off win last night, they're possibly a hit away from another walk-off win here tonight in the bottom of the ninth, 4-4 the score. And here is Pratsker's first pitch to Favero, and that ball's fouled down the first baseline. Second game tonight will be starting in in about an hour unless we play another five or six and go into extra innings here. Favero doubled and scored in the second, doubled and scored in the fourth, struck out in the fifth, and flew out to right field in the uh, seventh inning. And here's the 0-1. That's up high for a ball. Pratsker now 48 pitches in his outing. Let Pratsker get behind in the count. He's even at 1-1 right now with one out, but be selective. Don't swing at anything out of the strike zone. He's not throwing the ball hard enough to throw it by guys. Always react to the fastball, but don't get fooled by a curveball and hit a weak ground ball. 1-1 one, one pitch. That pitch just drops in for a strike. 1-2, and two, and that was that curveball. It just came over the outside corner, so Favero down in the count. Clausen is on deck. And the Cougars are... All tied up here, 4-4 in the bottom of the ninth. Boy, drama here last night and seeing the same thing here to this afternoon. Almost every game is sort of like this in some way, isn't it? This year it has been. Here's the 1-2. Favaro swings and misses, goes down on a curveball. Two men out, and that's going to leave it up to David Clausen. Well, Clausen couldn't ask for a better opportunity than what he has right now. Clausen one for four in the night. His hit was a single back in the fourth. Popped up to the third baseman his last time up there, so David Clausen steps in. And I'm a little surprised the third baseman is playing at just slightly deeper in the bag. Go that way, you see an outside pitch. 
First pitch to Clawson, foul down the first base side. Prasker's doing a pretty good job for having, you know, not very good control right now and throwing from behind in the count. He's throwing that curveball down and in and getting Cougar hitters to just kind of lazily swipe, swipe at it and just kind of hit weak ground balls foul. No balls, one strike. Here's the pitch. And Clawson swings. The ball gets away from the catcher. That ball was down low in the dirt. Went back to the screen. Lawson behind in the count, 0-2, completely fooled on that breaking pitch. Yeah, I don't understand right now why the Cougar hitters aren't just totally looking breaking ball. He hasn't thrown his fastball for a strike in three hitters. He's getting them to swing at curveballs out of the strike zone. Just sit back and wait. The only good fastball he threw was to Brock Hale earlier. No balls, two strikes. And here's the pitch to Clawson. That's down low, ball one. Clawson, the sophomore out of Dana Point, California, has six RBIs on the year. And this would be a huge one for the Cougars if uh, David could pick up a base hit. Here's the one-two. Clawson hits this ball, lazy fly ball, center fielder Cresto coming over. And he makes the catch for the out, and we're going to extra innings here as the Cougars leave the potential winning run 90 feet away. We'll go to the 10th, all tied up 4-4, BYU and Santa Clara on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. BYU Baseball is brought to you by Lube Duck. Quick oil change, emissions, and inspections. Now let's take you out to the ballpark with Brent Norton. Matt Smithwick, who has a three-run home run in the ballgame, steps in for Santa Clara. And the first pitch from uh, Drew Zimmerman's up a little bit high for a ball that Zimmerman's 48th pitch. He's thrown two and two-thirds innings. Cougars a little short on the bullpen with uh, Burrup. I saw him out there throwing, but he threw 83 pitches on Tuesday. And the count now 2-0 and oh on Smithwick. He'll be followed by uh, the number seven hitter in the uh, Bronco lineup. Zimmerman's got to come back with a strike right here. Can't throw from behind. Pitch is down low, ball three. Zimmerman walked a batter, hit a batter last uh, inning, and the Broncos were able to score one run to tie it up. Then he pitches way out of a bases loaded jam with two strikeouts to end the inning. That pitch is down low for a ball. So a leadoff walk here in the 10th. Zimmerman really had trouble right there finding the strike zone. Haberly, who uh, hit the last time in this spot, steps in. He will bat from the left side. And you got to believe Bunning here in this situation. We're going to go through a repeat of last inning. Santa Clara trying to bunt a guy in a scoring position. Aberly squares the bunt and takes the pitch up high. Ball one. Mike Littlewood out of the uh, dugout, and they are going to make the change, I believe. The lefty's going to be coming in for the Cougars. We'll take a 90-second break. Be back with more Cougar baseball action on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. 
Back here in Provo, we are in the top of the 10th. A 1-0 count. And Bo Burrup will be brought on in relief. Uh, Burrup uh, pitched six innings up in Salt Lake Tuesday night. Left with the lead. Uh, yeah, did a nice job, And the he? Cougars ended up losing that game 4-3. Well, now it's big for Bo to throw strikes. No outs. And Heberly steps in. Scoring to bunt. And here's the pitch from Burrup, and that's over for a strike. Good pitch. Out of way, Burrup. Got to come in with a strike. Put a little pressure on the hitter. One ball and one strike to uh, Haberly. He'll be followed by Grant Malin. There's no doubt about this bunt. There goes the runner. There's a throw to second. And, boy, what a great play by Sneeman. They threw behind the runner and then Sue threw wildly. What a great play by Daniel Sneeman to dig that ball off the turf and then put the tag on. When when Sue let that ball go, I thought, that thing's going into left field. Sue had to put a little extra juice on it because the runner at first base got a huge jump off Bo Burrup. Schneeman pulls a rabbit out of a hat right there to get the out. Ball fouled off if we can see that play on uh, replay. Just an incredible play by Daniel Schneeman. The guy's just a wizard out there with that glove. And what a terrible base running error right there by Santa Clara. That runner going. Should be waiting until the pitch is down. There's a ball hit into left field. Over it goes, and that's a foul ball. Over goes McIntyre, and it just uh, curved foul. That's what I'm wondering is why they're running on that pitch. Fake, bunt, steal? Well, I don't even, you know, I, I think he was try, he was going to bunt the ball, but it was outside. Well, it wasn't even a pitch. No, I mean, he picked him off yeah, at first base. So it wasn't, yeah, just. Uh, and the hitter was set up to bunt, you know, right. like an hour before the pitch. There was no doubt they were sending that message. One ball, two strikes. Here's Burrup's pitch. Oh, just missed inside. Lawson thought he had the, the strike out there. Yeah, the umpire's getting a little tight, last three hitters. Cougars really catch a break right there with the uh, catching the base runner off. Now the 3-2 pitch is outside, and, boy, you got to throw a strike. Got to make him hit a ball here. As uh, Bo Burrup back on the hill, here's the 3-2. There's a ground ball out to Schneeman. Daniels got it. Easy throw to first for the out. Two men out. Feel pretty good when the ball's hit that direction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a much greater sense of security, isn't there? <laughs> Two men out. And uh, Grant Malin, who singled his only time up in a pinch hitting roll. And this is where another quick out gives the Cougars some momentum to go back in and hit. First pitch to Malin is outside ball one. And Bo and Clausen have both got to say, all right, we've just gotten really lucky on a pickoff play at second base, but we got the out. We then get another out. We're in great position. Let's just get this guy out of the way. Ball hit pretty well, but uh, right field playable. Brock Hale coming in a couple of steps. He'll make the catch. And Santa Clara retired here in the 10th. Cougars will come up in the bottom of the 10th, 4-4, tied on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. Oscar uh, Cougars uh, Pern steps in and he gets hit. 
Burns got hit up on the uh, the shoulder, the left shoulder, I think up on the shoulder blade, tried to get out of the way of that pitch. So the Cougars have their leadoff guy on here in the 10th. Well, it's just an alternating form of who can do what you don't want done the most. Who can kind of give a game away <laughs> kind of thing. Cougars got fortunate they picked the guy off. And a great so. pick by Schneeman, which saved saved us, quite frankly. And now they come back, and Prasker hits the first batter. Perns is now on first base. Great opportunity for the Cougars to move him along and score him quick. Anderson squares the bunt, bunts the ball back to the pitcher. He's got it. He'll throw it. A first throw still a little bit high, but the first baseman able to come down with it. So the sacrifice executed perfectly by Brennan. Yeah, that... Now the Cougars with a opportunity again like they had in the ninth with a base hit potential run as Sneeman will come up. I was like you, Brent. I thought that throw from the pitcher right there was going to sail down the right field line. <laughs> Sneeman steps in. He's one for five today, doubled in the fifth. As Perns at second base. Playing him to pull slightly infield or outfield in. Sneeman has uh, flown out to every outfield position so far in the ballgame. And the first pitch gets away from the catcher, and Perns is going to be able to move up. So Santa Clara is going to be forced to bring the infield in now. And the Cougars with an absolute golden opportunity here with Sneeman and Sue due up next. And, Brent, you hit the nail on the head when you said who's going to give it away. I mean, these are giveaway mistakes. I mean, that's a pitch that, you know, if the pitcher's going to throw it down like that, your catcher's got to go down and smother that thing. You can't let it clank around and get away from you seven or eight feet to the right. One and all the count to Schneeman. Sneeman hits the ball, that's it. Long fly ball, right field. This ball is out of here. Daniel Sneeman, a two-run home run. Cougars win 6-4. to four. That thing was over the pine tree out there in right field. That was a no-doubter. We're looking. Sneeman's entire team is around home plate. Well, Sneeman, Wait for him to make it around the bases. Sneeman saves us from putting a run in scoring position by picking a pickoff throw from Sue at second base. And then comes up and hits one out of the park to win it all. What a play by Sneeman. Like you mentioned, defensively, I'm telling you, we didn't see the replay. But uh, he had to short hop that ball probably from about 10, 12 feet away and then put the tag on. Yeah, that saved us. And look right now at the Santa Clara bench. These guys are stunned. And uh, that's a big blow right there. It'll be interesting to see what happens in game three later today. But... Those are two giveaways by Santa Clara. Don't take anything away from Schneeman, but those are giveaways. There's no doubt about that. Uh, And, uh, you know, the Cougars have kind of been on the other side of that. Now two nights in a row they've been able to take advantage and come out with a couple of big victories, and uh, you got to give them credit. I mean, Absolutely. you make your own breaks in baseball, and the Cougars kind of did that here today in a couple of instances. Well, when Schneeman makes a great play like that, you know, the other team kind of thinks they've been cursed, so to speak. But you're right, Brent. You can't take anything away. You know, these games, both these games have not been real sharp. We're not as sharp as we want to be. But they are gritty and resilient enough that they're winning ugly, so to speak. 
but they're still winning. Yeah, no doubt about it. And they're it. doing good things at the right time. With the victory, the Cougars go to 5-6 and six now on the year and 16-13 uh, and 13 overall with another big game to follow here in about, in about uh, 40 minutes, BYU and Santa Clara. So, uh, Jeff, thanks for joining us today. Good Great to see job. You, that was a fun ball game, and uh, look forward to a little another nine innings a little later tonight. Thanks for having me. See you soon. You bet. We're going to sign off now here, and we'll be back on the air in about uh, 35 minutes for more Cougar baseball action as they take on Santa Clara for the final game of this three-game series. With that, we'll say so long from Larry Miller Field here in Provo.